six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, new powers to stop young people becoming radicalised. One person missing after a fire near Hitchin and concerns about rail maintenance 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy to be announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire today. Tom Simons reports. After a trial which allowed parents to have the passports of children under 16 cancelled, that power will be extended to 16 and 17-year-olds. Convicted terrorists will be banned from working with children and forced to undergo a de-radicalisation process as part Part of their release from prison or for suspected terrorists abroad as a condition for returning to the UK. One person is still missing after a fire near Hitchin. The blaze spread through two farm cottages between Preston and Charlton yesterday morning. Two adults and two children were rescued. Group commander Frank Ogley from Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue was at the scene. Just after six o'clock this morning we were called to a serious house fire. Crews arrived quickly and worked extremely hard to bring the situation under control. At the height of the fire, we had eight crews in attendance and we are now investigating the possibility of a fatality at this incident. Fifteen years on from the Hatfield rail disaster, the RMT union is raising concern about changes to the way track safety is monitored. Four passengers died and 70 were injured when a train derailed south of Hatfield due to a faulty bit of track. Ben Nye reports. The safe work leader system has been trialled on parts of the East Midlands section with a view to being rolled out nationally. However, the union are warning that the new system causes confusion and have asked Network Rail to withdraw it. They say their reps have raised concerns, saying that conditions would actually be safer under the old system. Prosecutions for using a phone while driving have gone down by almost half in five years. That's despite the Department for Transport recording a rise in the number of people spotted phoning or texting at the wheel. Just over 17,000 drivers were taken to court last year. Pete Williams from the RAC says it's a real concern for other road users. I think responsible drivers find it incredibly frustrating that they, day in, day out, they see other motorists actually using their mobile phone while driving. And that's not just uh, talking, but actually texting and, and actually browsing the internet. In sports, Scotland have been knocked out of the Rugby World Cup, going behind in the last minute to an Australian penalty. And Ireland are also out of the tournament. They've been comfortably beaten 43-20 by Argentina. The weather, cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
on FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Edward Adu on BBC Three Counties Radio. Who's your boyfriend, Kelly? It's Jamie. Grumpy Jamie. Morning. Sorry? <laughs> Morning. I forgot Grumpy Jamie was coming in today. Yeah. What a buzzkill. <laughs> Remind us why... I, can't, I don't even remember what I did yesterday, Grumpy Jamie. Remind us why I thought it was a good idea last week to invite you in. I don't think you thought it was a good idea. <laughs> but you go, is this genuine? So yeah. let's do it. OK. And you're, you're here because Kelly is leaving at the end of the month... Very true. Have you got your tabard sorted out? Yep. Um, and we are auditioning. We've got to replace Kelly. And because we're the BBC and the unique way we're funded, we have to um, uh, pretend that the job is open to people outside of the BBC. It won't be. It'll be someone that works. It'll be a mate of the bosses that gets it. We know that. That's <laughs> or how a it relation. Re- or a relation. That's how it really works. But we have to pretend that it's open. So for the first hour of the show, you're Kelly. Thank you. Okay. He's already uh, done a shift, you know. He's done a what? He's already he's finished work at four o'clock and come straight here. Well, I, I, you know what? I couldn't care less. I'm thirsty. Two sugars. <laughs> no sugars. <laughs> uh, but this is the thing. For the first hour of the show, Grumpy Jamie is Kelly. So if you call up now, oh three four five nine. In fact, let's let's we're not going to start the show until we get a phone call. Oh three four five nine, four double five five double five. Someone phone up, um, and let's let's we'll audition Jumpy Grammy live. Uh, Jumpy Grammy. Jumpy Grammy. <laughs> Lumpy gravy. It's weak ankles all over again. We will audition Lumpy gravy. (laughs) What was he? Gropey Jamie. That was he. Gropey Jamie. (laughs) Uh, We'll audition. So we're not starting the show, and I've got a a story about trains here. We've got a story about um, the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. The Duke of Edinburgh's getting a very stern letter. (laughs) Like he'll care. Um, We will not start the show until we get a phone call. So. 03 459 455 555. You'll go straight through to uh, Lumpy Gravy and um, we'll just sit here. Can you give us some thinking music? Um, I've got. Um, Sorry, who are you? What? <laughs> Sorry. No, who are that's, that's not it. Hang on oh, a second. I can, do, I can do the thinking music. Hang on. Hang on a minute, wrong button. Hang on a minute. Is it that one? Oh no, I've, I've muffed it up. Oh God, let's hope someone calls quickly, otherwise, this is going to be awkward. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go, here we go. 03 459 455 555. By the way, if we don't get any phone calls, Grumpy Jamie, that's one bad mark next to your name, okay? Okay, that would be down to you. Thank you. Well, that's an absolute pleasure. We've got gold! Let him answer the phone! We've got gold! <laughs> In at the deep end. Morning, three counties. Hello, David, how you doing? Not too bad, sir. Oh, you need the light, though. Sir. That'll change. Do you want to put him on air? <laughs> <clears throat> OK, do you want to go on air, David? Yep, no problem. Okay, so click that. There we go. We've got, we've got. And then you're going to drag him down to a line. There we go. We're, we're, I don't seem yeah. to be able to do it. Yeah. Yep. Good morning, David. Oh, hang, on. hang on, he's gone. Oh, he's f- open too early. I did, his name was there. And then do it again. Into that one. Good morning, David. Get it started, yeah. We're getting the party started with you, David. 
Well, there you go. I thought I'd give you that flavour. Well, um, I'm sure... How was uh, your customer experience this morning? What do you think of um, Lumpy JV? Yeah, he's, he's, he's making a good start. Yeah. Any, uh, any negative um, uh, uh, points of that call you just had? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. no. So marks out of ten for Jumpy Gravy. Oh, a little bit of tidying up. I'll give him a, a high eight. A high oh, eight. Well, David, yeah. that great, strong call as well, David. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. There we go. A, a, a high eight. Say thank you to him now, Jamie, and dispatch him. Oh, thank up. you, David. There we go. Thank you. It's, it's a high eight there from David and Hitchin. <laughs> Good Gosh. start. Strong start. So yeah. far, J- uh, Jamie's in the lead. He's very as well, isn't yeah. he, J- David? Yeah, well, he he's, he's very something. Jamie's in the lead. Um, he, I mean, he's fair play. He's the only one so far. That's, yeah. But we've got Rybina Rosie coming in tomorrow. She's my favourite. Is she, though? She's my favourite out of the two of them, yeah. He gets on my nerves. Oh. Can he hear me? Yeah, a bit. Balls. Now, 15 years after the Hatfield Rail disaster, the RMT is concerned that recent changes could put track safety at risk. The union believes that the way rail standards are now monitored isn't as safe as the previous system. Catherine, what are the union saying? Well, it sounds like they're warning against complacency in terms of rail safety, particularly given this anniversary of the Hatfield Rail disaster. They're warning against this new way that Network Rail are looking at delivering rail maintenance. They're using something called the Safe Work Leader Programme. Oh, yeah. Um, Now, they've requested that Network Rail withdraw this system, which is currently being trialled in the East Midlands, but is due to be rolled out nationally. They say the new system's too confusing, particularly when it begins being used by different subcontractors maintaining tracks up and down the country. And some of their reps have said that the old system was actually safer, and which is why the RMT would like to consult with Network Rail on a new system that works. Uh, 15 years since the disaster at Hatfield. Uh, remind us what happened. OK, well, it was a train travelling from King's Cross to Leeds. It derailed just south of Hatfield Station, killing four passengers and injuring 70. Now, having reached a speed of around 150 miles per hour, investigations revealed that the train hit a cracked bit of track which fractured as the train passed over, causing many of the carriages to tip over. Now, at the time of the crash, the tracks were owned by a company called Rail track and maintained by the subcontractors Balfour Beatty. A court case followed with both companies acquitted of corporate manslaughter charges but they were found guilty of breaching health and safety legislation. Prosecutors during the trial said the crash was the result of a cavalier approach to safety. As a result rail track were left with a £733 million bill for repairs and compensation which helped trigger its collapse and the tracks passed into the ownership of Network Rail which was instructed by the government to improve safety. Okay. Now in many ways Hatfield was the defined moment in changing the way railways were monitored and safely maintained, which is why the RMT is speaking up now. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555. We're auditioning Grumpy Jamie for Kelly Betts' job. Can he fill her slot?
all these now what the hell is that hang on a sec don't matter don't matter don't matter i'm just trying um i blame i blame jamie blame you jamie not a problem thank you well that's the wrong one that's the wrong one hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on that's the wrong one hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on we'll get there what's going on no that's the wrong one hang on across no that's the wrong one and then this should be the right one beautiful smooth Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Preston, just south of Hitchin, Charlton Road's closed at Hulls Farm in Offaly because of a build, uh, building fire at the weekend. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, there are queues building up approaching the Neeston Interchange all the way from the M1 at Staples Corner in the roadworks. And the A40 in Beaconsfield has roadworks at Burke Road. There's stop-go boards before this, so that could cause some delays this morning. There's no reported problems on the motorway so far, and it's moving well on the M1 in both directions through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. On the train departure boards, though, the 623 service from Milton Keynes Central to Glasgow Central is delayed by 20 minutes. That's Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. There's the first wobble of the day. 6.16, Monday the 19th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Prime Minister will announce new measures to stop teenagers being radicalised this morning. Good luck with that. One person is still missing after a blaze which destroyed two farm cottages near Hitchin and the RMT union says it's still concerned about rail safety 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash. Do you like to keep your eye on the weather? Do you like to record the changing seasons where you live? Does the science of weather fascinate you? We have high pressure in charge of the weather. That means lots of sunny spells around. There's something new coming to BBC Three Counties Radio and we need your help with it. You'll need to have a computer, smartphone or a tablet and access to the internet. If you're interested in taking part, send your contact details to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. I'm trying to find a song on me. Um, hang on a minute. Is this it? I'm trying to find a song on... Ah, yeah, this is it. Right, hang on a second. I'm just trying to find, trying to find a specific song, Catherine. OK. And I've found the specific song. Good news for everyone. Here it is. A little bit of country rock and roll.
Guess what's going on out there? Yeah, just talking to Jamie about about, about what? About um, your playout system and where your music comes oh, for from. Goodness sakes! Poor Jamie. He's Poor. very interested. He, he asks, he's asking all the right questions. Well, ask us a question then. For those who don't know, Kelly Betts is leaving. Grumpy Jamie's coming for the first hour of the show to try and do her job. Ask us a question. I was just interested where the songs come from. Come from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> where the songs come from. Yeah, well, the artists, they get inspiration from a loved one or a childhood memory or, you know, maybe... Um, a sandwich. A sandwich. I was thinking more, more, more of your choice of music. Oh, the, oh, sorry, I cho- I've got the music on my Mac. So I, it's on my Mac. Sorry, I, th- wondered, I thought you meant where does the... Where, I mean, where does music come from? Well, That's for example, um, um, in the middle of the night, the, the Billy Joel song... I walking in my sleep. ...comes from a dream, I guess. He says it in the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep, burn the valley so know. deep, burn the sunshine, we're going to do it as I... 
And the river so cool. So what? <laughs> live in the sunshine. <laughs> we all grew up in the town. I don't want to get it out. I don't want to get it down. out. Did you sing? <laughs> I go walking in the. See the awkward bit now, Jamie, is that there's a guest on the line, so the guest hears all this nonsense. So that's where Billy Joel. That's where Billy Joel gets his inspiration from for his music, from his dreams. Or if he goes, if he goes, maybe uh, if he goes. Uptown, yep. <laughs> and he sees a girl. He might, he might get a little bit of inspiration from that. Or if he stood around a brazier with some hobos, he might get a little bit of inspiration from. Um... What was that one? Oh, hang on a bit. Oh, hang on a bit. I was trying to. What are you doing? I'm, I'm doing a mash up there. What I'm really meant to be doing is this. I go walking in the In the middle of the night. I can do all the voices, the high and the low. Can't do the middle so well, Jamie. He didn't ask. How are them phone calls going, fella? Flat out. OK. It's because I'm on here. No one's calling. Well, yeah, because no one's talking. Oh, no. No, that's not true. A lot of girls on Twitter... Uh, saying, well done, Jamie, 10 out of 10. That's only Hannah, though, and she's only got days left to live. So she's in hospital. She's in hospital. Um, and Joe is saying, um, my train commute is being made much giggler <laughs> because of gropey Jamie. So <laughs> you're making w- uh, women giggler. Really. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's, um, that's another one of your, um, your uh, job description things. 03459 We'll have some more of that later on. Now, villagers in Buckinghamshire say their countryside is being destroyed by kids doing the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme. So much so that they're planning to write to the Duke of Edinburgh himself. According to Chartridge Parish Council, the way some of the participants' behave is a disgrace and they're responsible for trespassing, spoiling crops and littering. Well, Stuart White owns a farm in the village. Morning, Stuart. What's going on? Good morning. Morning. We've, uh... So we've got a farm on the edge of Chartridge and we have... Uh, Braid Wood, which is where all the Duke of Edinburgh are heading, and they they are just all trespassing in a straight line as quick as route as they can to get to the wood. Blimey! So what? So what are they? What? Um, so what route should they be taking, and well, what there, route are they taking? There's a footpath round probably uh, 50% of our fields, so around the edges or across the middle. So we would hope they would stick to the footpath, but but. Um, they just—they're just aiming to get to the wood as quick as possible. So they'll just cut across the middles, or, right. or um, uh, yeah, just try to take, take the quickest route to get to the wood. But is that it? I mean, it, the worst problem is in sort of June, July time. The crops are quite tall, so they when they walk on these crops, that the, they don't ever stand back up again. So, so they're actually destroying the, the crop as they walk through it. Right. How, how, well, how much damage are they doing? A lot of damage, yeah. So obviously the crop doesn't stand up, and there's, there's, um, and every time they have dinner, they they sit in the crop. So they obviously they sit the in the crop and have dinner. 
Yeah, you see them on the side of the road, which is fair enough. You can see them on the banks at the side of the road. We don't mind them sitting right on the edge, but, you know, they sit in the crop and they, they always leave their rubbish behind and they... Why would they sit in the crop and have dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously, and they, when they eat their packed lunch, they, they leave their rubbish behind when they move on. So, yeah, it's become quite an issue. And it, that, this is happening from sort of, well, from March right through till now, really. Just And it's just continue every single weekend, every Saturday and Sunday. Um... Uh, have you spoken to the people that are in charge of the the, the the people that are in charge of those specific deer ears? No, we can't. We aren't able to trace any of the groups. We've been up to the camp where they're heading when when yeah. a problem occurs, yeah. and we have no way of identifying the the culprits. Right. Have you spoken to them when they're doing it? Yeah, we speak to them, and they're either fairly abusive or they just walk off. And even we've had we've had adults that have been with them, and they will not. All we want them to do is to try and appreciate the countryside code. We're not trying to stop anyone coming. I mean, it's fantastic they're all doing the, the project. We're just trying to identify the people. And, so and you're I telling go, me that you go there, right, and they've got they've dropped rubbish and you, they won't pick it up when you tell them? No. no. Oh, really? I asked them to go back once, and they did. We did get a group to turn around and go back, but, but we can't, you know, it's quite an quite a issue now. So. No. so you're going to write to the Duke of Edinburgh. What, what are you doing that for? Because he's not going to reply, is he? Well, we hope he would. We oh, he's not. He's not. Come on, Stuart. He's not going to reply, is he? Well, we've tried. We've tried to lower down. You know, we've worked our way up. We've tried to. We've tried to get a response from people, and um, we can't. We didn't <laughs> the Duke of Edinburgh's not going to be. But you know, it's the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. He don't really have much to do with it. We don't have much to do with it. No, he doesn't have much to do oh, no, with no. it. Well, but what? Where do we go from here? We've written to the people that own the camp. They say it's nothing to do with them. We've written to the some people in the Duke of Edinburgh, and they say. Oh, you know, how do we identify them? So, so you know, where do we go from now? So we presume we work to the top man and try and get a... You don't, Stuart, come on, you don't genuinely believe he's going to reply, do you? Well, we'll see, won't we? We're, we're, I'll I mean, tell you now, he ain't going to... He'll, he'll, thanks very much for your letter. The Duke, of, the Duke takes it on board. Thank you. Yeah, Bye. Well, well, that may be the thing, but, I mean, we'll, we'll give it a try, see what happens, see if we can get a response from Or do you just accept the fact that, you know, that in the countryside there are idiots that leave litter and do things that they shouldn't do? Uh, you, you know, there's, there's some woods near me, there's litter there. So I, I, if, I, if, I'm, uh, if I've got my hands free, I'll pick it up and put it in the bin. Yeah. That's just what people do. But should we be there with... People are doing this for part of the countryside code. You know, that is part of the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme, isn't it? To respect the countryside... Countryside, countryside code. code. Well, are they <laughs> shutting the gates? No, we found gates, and we've had a mm. neighbour where there was a cow, a cow laying down, and they, they found them kicking it. I mean, that, that's not oh, part of the countryside. Come code. on, Stuart, you did not find. Yeah, Duke I of Edinburgh Award people they, kicking they, a cow. They, yeah. Yep. No, you. I don't believe that. Yes. They were kicking a cow. Yeah. I mean, there's litter, litter in the fields where the cattle are. So but there's litter... But I, I, listen, we know that the litter is bad. Of course it is, and it's one of the things that really annoys me. But, I mean, it, it's that, uh, in the great scheme of things, a little bit of litter... I mean, kicking a cow, if that actually happened, that is bang out of order. That's true, that's true. You never pushed over a sleeping cow? I've never pushed over oh, a sleeping okay. cow. OK, it was a big thing when I... I never did it, but it was a big thing when I was at school. Oh, really? Yeah, pushing over a sleeping cow. Because they sleep standing up, don't they? Time, no, no, not when they've no. been pushed. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, it was, I never did it. I thought it was terrible. I, like, I think leaving litter is terrible. I just, you know. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Stuart, because if, if they are kicking cows and dropping litter, that is bang out of order. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, just, I just don't think the Duke of Edinburgh is actually going to... Well, we see. It's just, it's just 
just we all live in a beautiful countryside. Oh, I agree. We don't. We just don't want to spoil it. And it it's, oh, it's, I, I agree. I agree. And, and dropping litter in the countryside is—it's just one of my bugbears. I just, you know, there's yeah. there isn't. Put it in your pocket. You know, or, or, or don't don't take crisps with you or something. No. Stuart, pr- the best option was if we could just get a labelling system on the. On the groups, even a, you know, a colour coding yeah. system, then we can say, oh, well, purple was running straight across the middle of a field. Can okay. we just, you yeah. know? Stuart, prove me wrong. If you get a letter back from the Duke of Edinburgh, phone, phone me up and you can wave it in my face and I will eat humble pie, sir. No, we'll come back on and, and Brilliant. show you what happens. Best of luck. Thank you very much, Stuart. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 60s or early... On the M25 anti-clockwise approaching Junction 19 for Watford and there are delays from Junction 21 for the M1 and that's because of a four-vehicle accident there. And the A414 at Park Street is looking very busy at the Park Street roundabout. On the North Circular Road approaching the Neeston Interchange from the Brent Cross flyover, there are delays through the roadworks. And in Hitchin, or just south of Hitchin in Preston, Charlton Road's closed between Preston, Village and Charlton. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy to be announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire today. One person is still missing after a fire near Hitchin. The blaze spread through two farm cottages between Preston and Charlton yesterday morning. Two adults and two children were rescued. Fifteen years on from the Hatfield Rail disaster, the RMT union is raising concern about changes to the way track maintenance is monitored. Four passengers died and 70 were injured when a train derailed south of Hatfield due to a faulty bit of track. The weather will be cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland suffered an agonising last-minute defeat to exit the Rugby World Cup at the hands of Australia. Leading 34-32 with a couple of minutes left, they were controversially penalised for a penalty. Here's captain Greg Laidlaw. It's tough to take, especially in that manner, to, to lose it at the death and put so much into the game. Um, you know, we played for 80 minutes and you know, I was just gutted, uh, gutted to lose and, and, and to lose in that manner as well. Ireland are out of the tournament after being thrashed 43-20 by Argentina, who scored four tries at the Millennium Stadium. Coach Joe Schmidt says his side paid the price for a poor start, which saw them 17 points down inside the first quarter of an hour. We just didn't get the start that we needed, particularly with uh, a group that were low on experience and therefore the confidence got dented a little bit. But I, I was incredibly proud of the way that they uh, fought their way back into the contest. You know, when you try too hard a little bit at the end, you throw a few things around and you get loose and... Uh, you know, with the speed merchants they've got, they uh, they finished another couple of tries, which was pretty hard to take in the, in, the, in the context of how much effort had been put in. On to footballer Jorginho Wijnaldum was the hero as Newcastle earned their first win of the Premier League season, beating Norwich 6-2 at St James's Park. Now to Wijnaldum for Newcastle. Weaves in field and smashes in a goal! Oh, he's got four! Watford were beaten 3-0 at Vicarage Road by Arsenal, but the MK Dons won 3-0 against Blackburn in League One. It was a 2-1 defeat for Luton against Crawley in League Two, despite taking the lead, and Stevenage beat Wickham 2-1. And in cycling, Wellens' Laura Trott won the Omnium on the final day of the European Track Cycling Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, I... I did the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme, and had I been found to be guilty of kicking a cow, that would be instant failure. I did it too. In, I, I bet you did. A, I bet you got gold. Yeah, I did. I got bronze, and I thought this is boring. It was boring. This is like for do-gooders. <laughs> yep. It was. It, Said he helped me in my job, though. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy Jamie, ever done a Duke of Edinburgh? No, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Ever, ever done anything? Ever done any? Okay, so you're writing your CV. You got the sack from your job. Sorry, I meant to tell you. We had a, an email from your boss. <laughs> he heard you this morning. You've got the sack from your job. So you're writing your CV. Now you've got all the qualifications: your, your A levels and your GCSEs and your B techs and your national diplomas. All of that. That's great, right? We've got your career history. You know, we've got that break of seven years in the middle for when you were doing bird. What are you gonna? <laughs> what are you gonna put down? As your like little extra stuff that's really going to sell it to you. You can't put down hobbies, walking and reading, <laughs> which is always the what are your hobbies. I like walking and reading. Films. It's good if you do it at the same time though. That, no, I hate those people. It's, it's hard. If you go in London, going if you go in go London, in London. <laughs> if you go in London, you'll always see some smug get reading. It's generally Harry Potter while they're walking <laughs> along the train platform or down Oxford Street. No, 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 walk, read when you sit. Walk when you look, walk when you walk. <laughs> so Jamie, what's gonna? We've given you some thinking time there. What's gonna go on the CV? Is the you're applying for this job? What's gonna go on the CV that's really gonna swing it for you? Because at the moment so far, you've not done brilliantly, despite what Scott and Joe and Hannah are saying on on the the tweets. So what's, what are you gonna put on there that's gonna swing it for us, mate? Um, how about sleeping? I'm pretty good at that. Not necessary for this job, is it? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's technically not going to. Um... Well, that is my favourite hobby at the moment. Yeah, that's not. Gonna... I, love oh, it. I love a good sleep. Anything else? Anything else you do that's unique? Nothing really. Just okay. follow football, which you don't like. Oh, okay. So it's I'm not really... going to get the job. It's very, very unlikely. And, very I, I, although with the BBC, although it's the 21st century, I'll be honest. If someone's got a cracking pair of boobs, they stand a better <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Listen, listen. I've got to look out there every single day. It's like it's like it's like being um it's like in series one of The Walking Dead when they're stuck inside that dome and they look out and all they can see are zombies. That's how I feel. I feel like Egg in The Walking Dead <laughs> from this life. What's his name? Good actor, Andrew Lincoln. I feel like Andrew Lincoln, right? Not Andrew Lincoln, the actor, because he must feel on top of the world. He's cracked it. Don't but I feel like the, 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 the American police officer he plays, series one of The Walking Dead, where they're inside like the security okay. and they can look out the window and yeah. all they can see is like zombies, zombies. Yeah. Or in series three, where they're in the prison and outside the fence, all they can see, zombies, yeah. zombies, zombies. Mm. That's what I get when I'm looking out the window at you guys. I haven't seen it, but... Um... Have we got time to explain what we see when we look in at him? <laughs> we are afraid, unfortunately, oh, Kelly, we, we haven't. Right. You, you, go to, me, you no, only go no, to no, Monkey no, World. No, guys, I'm, so, I'm, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we haven't got time for that. there's one monkey now, right here on our stage, BJ and the Affordables. Listen, boy, I don't want to see you let a good thing slip away. You know I don't like watching anybody make the same mistakes I made. She's a real nice girl and she's always there for you. But a nice girl wouldn't tell you what you should do Oh, listen, boy, I'm sure that you think you got it all under control You don't want somebody telling you the way to stay in someone's soul You're a big boy now and you'll never let her go 
reason to accept that you're for real. Tell her about it. Tell her all your crazy dreams. Let her know you need her. Let her know how much she means. Listen, boy, it's not automatically a certain guarantee To ensure yourself, you've got to provide communication constantly When you love someone, you're always insecure And there's only one good way to reassure Tell her about it, let her know how much she cares When she can't be with you Tell her you wish you were there Tell her about it Every day before you leave Pay her some attention Give her something to believe Cause now and then She'll get to worrying Just because you have been spoken for so long And though you may not have done anything Will that be Consolation when she's gone Listen boy, it's good information From a man who's made mistakes Just a word or two that she gets from you Could be the difference that it makes She's a trusting soul She's put her trust in you But a girl like that won't tell you what you should do I think it's um, it's time to reassess the career of Billy Joel as, as perhaps one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time. Not a dancer, though. A little bit of controversy mm. on Twitter about that last story we did. Right? Why? What's controversial about well, pushing over a cow? Scott Balcony has taken great offence at the story, OK? For those who just missed it, there's a farmer upset about the way the Duke of Edinburgh is uh, behaving. He's not the only one. Scott says, this poor farmer, and they think they've got it tough in Syria, right? when I said, I replied, mate, they've been kicking cows. Friend of his Look, story. they've been kicking a cow. And he says if they'd really been kicking cows, he would have opened with that. I smell cowpats. <laughs> and then Andrea in America says, <laughs> this is so, sorry, I was talking to David Crosby from The Birds about his moustache. What did I miss? Wow. And Scott's replied, Duke of, <laughs> Duke of Edinburgh Award Society Club, 2015 members have been dropping crisps in a field. Now, <laughs> come on. <sighs> Gosh. Come on. A little bit of respect Andrew, for Andrew, what you missed was the most British problem. Yeah, it was very, very British. <laughs> Grumpy Jamie's um, uh, uh, being Kelly, auditioning for Kelly Betra. I'll be honest, Jamie, we've only had one phone call. That's from David in Hitchin, who I'm going to say is nuts. So, um, and a little bit creepy. So, no, because he, he recited the lyrics of a bird poem, a bird song to um, a bird, and yeah. he got his oats. And it worked. So what's the problem? Uh, 03459 455 555. You've got another 20 minutes if you want to phone up. 
um, and uh, audition, grumpy. If you want to phone up and, and, and be troublesome as well, mm. if you want to see how he deals with see you, see how he, he deals with that. You want to be abusive to him. Um, if you want to be um, sexually domineering to him, that's another thing that you girls have to put up with. And I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm, I'm in therapy. I'm working on it. We'll see where we get to. <laughs> Here's the thing: we're going to send Dilly out on. When was the, what's the youngest Gary you know? Um, <laughs> my that's uncle, a great question. My uncle Gary's about, um, I'm going to say about, he's probably knocking on 50 now, yeah. What's the youngest Gary you know, Kels? There's a couple of Garys in my year. Okay, so, so what, so they're like, 18, 19? Yep. <laughs> he's seen her close up, he knows the truth now. <laughs> Jamie, what's the youngest Gary you know, mate? Probably about forty. Yeah, you see, they're all, Gary's in my head are always about twenty six, but they're actually that's that's because you're about twenty six. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, for, they're forty. There are, there are no Gary's left in the country. <laughs> what fact? <laughs> it's kind of. I've, I've, what about Lineker? His real name's Gerald. He's fifty plus, isn't he? Gerald. Lineker. It's true, actually. The baby called Gary to stop Gary's from dying out. <laughs> Poor Gary's taken one for the team. We're talking about Lineker again. No. They took several for the team, didn't they? <laughs> Poor baby. Faced with choosing a name for their baby, this boy's parents could have... Th- By the way, if you're a Gary, can you call in? We want to find the youngest Gary <laughs> we today. We want to check you're OK. Um, uh, 03459 555. Um, we're going to look up Gary's. Now, faced with choosing a name... Don't. I was at a kid's party. Two kid's parties I did. Both nuts, right? And the party with my, with my three-year-old, the first one. And they were playing the Cold Feet soundtrack, okay? It's just there. They're, they're with it, those parents, it was, And I'm looking through it, and I, you know, as you're doing, you, you don't want to make conversation with anyone. I was looking at it, and it's like, <laughs> it was um, Stereophonics, and there was a pulp song, We Love Life, and then I saw Blimey, coming up in about five songs' time, it's Gary Glitter. We got out of there sharpish before things descended. Not your kind of party. I'd just like to make an announcement. Grumpy Jamie's screen just went black where nothing's been happening on it for the past. <laughs> so if somebody can call in. Oh, I'll take my coat now. Yeah, oh, okay. no, no one's interested, mate. There's no Gary's out there. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's see, if we can, let's see if we can find a Gary or two, shall we? Faced with choosing a name for their baby, this boy's parents could have followed thousands of others in opting for Oliver, Jack or Charlie. Uh, but instead, Scott Batchelor and Katie Hilton uh, went for a rather more unusual name. They went for the name Gary. The couple believed the name, which hit the height of its popularity in the 50s and the 60s. <laughs> Any pop stars, pop, glitter to one side. Any pop stars called uh, Gary? Oh, actually loads. Gary Puckett. Barlow. Sorry? Gary, Gary Barlow. Gary Bar. Here we go, this is it. Pop stars called Gary. So we got Puck. You know what Puckett's hit was, don't you? No. Young girl, get out of my mind. Tune. That's another one that should go on now. That's why I call Dodgy. <laughs> we'll do that tomorrow. So we've got Puckett. We've got Barlow. Um, Gary, uh, Gary, Gary, Gary. Gary, Gary. No, Gary Newman. Oh, oh good. Yeah. yes, yes. Now good you're one. earning your money. Now you're earning your money. What's interesting about what Jamie's doing is I've heard of the acts he's mentioned. Yeah. They, they, they've all got contracts or had contracts <laughs> at one point in their career. Um, <laughs> any other Garys? Gary. Gary, 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 Gary. I mean, there's a Gary Cooper, but he's a. But he's a boxer. No, he's a pub. He's a pub. <laughs> Gary. His real name wasn't Gary, I don't think either. He he assumed that. Gary. I liked um, going into the Gary Coopers when the R had fallen off. Guys, 
the Gary Coop. Guys, <laughs> we're not talking about pubs, mate. We're talking about pop stars called Gary. Gary. Oh three. Four five nine four double five five double five. Gary. Well, glitter. We're going to put we him just, on the No, we're no. not. We just said he's to one side. He's, he don't, we don't mention him on the BBC. He doesn't exist. Gary Coombs. Is he one? No, Gaz. He's something. He's Gaz. Gaz. Is he Gary or Gareth? Gaz. Is he Gareth or Gareth? Oh, flipping it. Sure this, this is a tough one. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. The youngest Gary we can find in any Gary pop stars. Because this is what happens, right? <laughs> in the 50s and 60s, it's all about the Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then our generation became Gareth's, didn't mm. they? Yeah. Just can't think of any pop stars. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's been an accident just after Junction 19 for Watford, and that's causing an eight-mile queue from Junction 22 for St Albans, although all the lanes have now just been reopened. On the M1, it's slow southbound from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks, and it's also busy on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Just south of Pitchin in Preston, Charlton Road's been closed because of a fire at Hulls Farm, so that's affecting between Preston Village and Charlton. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braffby. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. So, so far, we're trying to find the youngest Gary. We're also trying to find uh, Gary Popstars, which is actually is a great name for a pop star, Gary Popstars. Would you please welcome to stage, Gary Popstars? <laughs> oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. You've got 15 minutes to audition Grumpy Jamie as well for Kelly Betts' job. Ah, before that, though, let's have some of this. 6.47, these are your headlines. The Prime Minister will announce new measures to stop teenagers being radicalised this morning. One person is still missing after a blaze which destroyed two farm cottages near Hitchin. And local residents are complaining about the Duke of Edinburgh awards scheme and its users kicking a cow. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is a rather cloudy start to the new working week. One or two spots of rain around as well through the course of the morning, but gradually they will start to disappear. And hopefully this afternoon we should start to see some brightness, particularly up towards parts of Bedfordshire. It'll start further north at first, but hopefully by the time the sun sets, we should all see maybe a little bit. Maximum temperature getting up to 14 Celsius. Overnight tonight, eventually we'll get some lengthy clear spells. It will be quite cool. The minimum temperature down to 6 Celsius, which we may see maybe one or two mist patches develop. Nothing serious. Um, but we could see one or two in the more prone spots. A chilly start tomorrow. It looks a little better. There's more sunshine around, at least in the morning. The wind reasonably light, and actually it's not going to feel too bad, especially it's middle of October now, 15 Celsius in the sunshine isn't bad at all. One more Gary. Gary Moore from Thin, Thin Lizzy. Oh, hang on a minute. Thin Lizzy, a band that Catherine hadn't even heard of the other week. <laughs> I just couldn't name you a song that they'd sung. Thank you very much indeed. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow, there's a full night of football league games. You can choose between live commentary on MK Dons. Into the roof of the net and out of absolutely nothing, the Dons are level 1-1. Luton. And when all else fails, it's Jack Marriott. Or Stevenage. It's over the goalkeeper and he's buried it. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Who have we got on the line, Jamie? I can't say. Sorry? I can't say. It's a mystery guest. Oh, okay. Let's go to well, let's go to line two and our mystery guest. Good morning, mystery guest. Hello. My name's Gary. My mum told me to phone up. My name's Gary and I'm ten. Hello, Gary. Well, well your mum told you to phone up, did she? She, she said there's no, not many Garys. No, well, you're, you're you're a rarity, Gary. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like being a Gary? Nice. Is it? Why is it so nice? Tell us what 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 happens. At, do you get picked on at school for having a stupid name? My name's not stupid. No, it's Gary. But it, you know, in, in, uh, what, you know. It, all right. Do you ever get picked on at school for having a, a, a dumb name? No. Gary. No. No. Okay. I'm quite cool at school. Yeah. Just remind me how old you are again, Gary. Ten. And what year were you born? I'm not very good at math. <laughs> you were born about 1958, weren't you? No. Who is who is this? 1958. Yeah, not too bad. I think you're a bit wasted in the studio there. I think, oh, I think take... so as well. Yeah. I want to make a complaint about that. He's completely <laughs> wasted. <laughs> I, I reckon we take him out into the streets and we get gropey Jamie to ask people, who is oh. your favourite Gary? I, listen, I'm not, I'm not being rude, but I'm going to be a little bit rude. There's a, I mean, the, 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 he, sucked, he sucked my buzz right off. <laughs> the buzz has been not just killed, he's brutally murdered it and he's jumping up and down on its corpse. Well, then, let's get him out on the street stuck in the buzz as well. I think we, I think we get him out back to his his home and we uh, pretend this sorry affair never happened. By the way, everyone on Twitter saying Gary Busey and Gary Oldman, they're actors. I've yeah. asked specifically for pop star okay. Gary's. Okay, what about this one then? What yeah, about on. this one? Gary US Bonds. Have some of that. What was, I remember the name. What was his hit? Quarter to three. An absolute gem yeah, of a we'll track. Gary US Bonds. Yeah, we'll have Gary. So Gary so Moore? Yeah, we've got, we've got more. We've got okay. more. Gary Moore? No, that's Barry Moore, isn't it? No, we've Gary Moore. <laughs> <laughs> So, so far, the pop star Gary's, Puckett, Barlow, <laughs> Newman, US Bonds and Moore. <laughs> it's not a very rock and roll name, is it, Just? Uh, no, it's not. But then again, you know, to, to, to be a Gary, um, I'm sure, you know, with the story you're talking about this morning, if Gary's are dying out, to be a Gary no. in the year 2015, is it's a pretty special thing. We're calling this feature Up the Gary's! <laughs> and today we are celebrating... The magic of Gary's. So if you want to phone in and go, up the Gary's! Yeah. 03459 555 You taking this to the streets for us, Just? Should we, should we take it to the streets with Jamie? What do you reckon? Should we, should we get him out of the studio after seven? Oh, so, no. so, you know, as he's there... Oh, yeah, make use of him, make use of him. But if it's rubbish, yeah. dump it. OK, we'll, 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 do, we'll do up the Gary then, uh, yeah. after seven. Who's your favourite Gary? And okay. then uh, after eight o'clock, we'll, uh, we'll try and find some Gary's, yeah? Okay. And find out what Brilliant. it's like being a Gary. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. So we're celebrating the magic of Gary's, and already I instantly regret that. 03459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to have a call.
It's a slow news day. <laughs> it really is. I mean. It's been a, it's been a, a slow news month, hasn't it? I think. How can you say it's a slow news day? We've had violence against cows. No. Well, we've had a cow being kicked. There we go. Violence against a cow. cow. Alleged violence against a cow. I mean. And I'm hoping that Lee uh, has updated his bulletin to include that fact, that exclusive revelation that, that we broke on this show here. And Ian Lee exclusive, guys. 03459 455 555. We're looking for the youngest Gary. We're also trying to find uh, compile a list of Gary pop stars. Uh, we've been auditioning Grumpy Jamie for the first hour of the show. I've got to say, Tepid, your uh, your thoughts, Jamie. Would you like to apologise? No. Okay. Would you uh, any anything you'd like to say about your uh, performance? Sterling. <laughs> Happy. 
Mm. Oh. I'm bringing someone to the show, I think. What is that you brought to the show apart from a complete lack of vibe? <laughs> I've warmed Cass' chair up, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a delicious thought. We don't want to know. You've got 30 seconds, Catherine. Do you want to fill it with something? Yeah, there's a man who wants to build Planet Pasty in Cornwall. Hang on a second. What? Yeah, he wants a museum of the pasty. He wants Planet Hollywood with a Cornish oh, twist. Oh, flipping beautiful. Pasties. I'm up for that. They, um, You know, a lot of those Cornish pasty shops that, 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 that opened up around the country, they've all closed down now. Oh. don't know if they've all closed down, but the one... Some that, have. Some of them have closed down. Why? That's news. Why not? Why? Come on, we've got, we've, got, we've got a fella upset that someone's having lunch on his field. You know what I mean? That's our second story. Well, of course, that brings us to the pasty because that's what they were designed for. What's so. the thing called here? The, the burnt knob? The clanger. The clanger. Where what? It's, it's um, savoury at one end. Jam on one end. And the, yeah, that's the, that would be the sweet. You, yeah. You, uh, so savoury at one, yeah. meat at one end, so you get your, dessert at the other. So you get your prop, you get your dinner and then you get your afters. What's it called, a burnt knob? A clanger. Okay, sounds delicious. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are eight mile queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 22% Albans to 19 for Watford because of a four vehicle accident earlier but it's been moved off the road and all the lanes are open again but it's still really slow. On the M1 it's slow towards London through Junction 9 for Redbourne and it's also busy on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for the A602 at Stevenage and just south of Hitchin in Preston, Charlton Road's closed at Hulls Farm in Offley because of a building fire so that means that the road between Preston Village and Charlton isn't open. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, Jamie's uh, tenure, as uh, as Kelly Betts has gone terribly, he's put a call in and I've got to go to the news. But very quickly, let's go to the... Yes, Bob in Bletchley. Hello there. Hello. Hello, Bob. We have on Friday, people don't listen to your rubbish. Yes. It's six o'clock in the morning. Yes. I do. Oh, but why, why do you listen to it, Bob? Because you excite me. That, uh... Wowzers. I'm glad we only had 15 seconds for that phone call. It was getting very, very raunchy. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, one person missing after a fire near Hitchin. Concerns about rail safety 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash and new powers to stop young people becoming radicalised. BBC Three Counties Radio. One person is still missing after a fire near Hitchin. The blaze spread through two farm cottages between Preston and Charlton yesterday morning. Two adults and two children were rescued. Group Commander Frank Gologley from Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue was at the scene. Just after six o'clock this morning we were called to a serious house fire. Crews arrived quickly and worked extremely hard to bring the situation under control. At the height of the fire we had eight crews in attendance and we are now investigating the possibility of a fatality at this incident. 15 years on from the Hatfield Rail disaster, the RMT union is raising concern about changes to the way track safety is monitored. Four passengers died and 70 were injured when a train derailed south of Hatfield due to a faulty bit of track. Ben Nye reports. The safe work leader system has been trialled on parts of the East Midlands section with a view to being rolled out nationally. However, the union are warning that the new system causes confusion and have asked Network Rail to withdraw it. They say their reps have raised concerns, saying that conditions would actually be safer under the old system. 
Parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy to be announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire today. Tom Simons reports. After a trial which allowed parents to have the passports of children under 16 cancelled, that power will be extended to 16 and 17-year-olds. Convicted terrorists will be banned from working with children and forced to undergo a de-radicalisation process as part of their release from prison or for suspected terrorists abroad as a condition for returning to the UK. Prosecutions for using a phone while driving have gone down by almost half in five years. That's despite the Department for Transport recording a rise in the number of people spotted phoning or texting at the wheel. Villagers in Buckinghamshire say they've had enough of young people spoiling the countryside while taking part in the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Chartridge Parish Council is accusing them of trespassing, spoiling crops and littering. Farmer Stuart White says that when they're confronted, they get abusive. The worst problem is in sort of June, July time, the crops are quite tall, so they, when they walk on these crops, that, that they don't ever stand back up again, so, so they're actually destroying the, the crop as they walk through it. In sports, Scotland went behind in the last minute to Australia to be knocked out of the Rugby World Cup, and Ireland were comfortably beaten by Argentina. And the weather will be cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon, though. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. You get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Morning, guys. Thank you, Lee. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy, busy show this morning. The name Gary is dying out. I never finished the Gary story. In 2013, 700,000 babies were born. Catherine, do you know how many of them were called Gary? Three. It's, a li- it's not as bad as that. Four. 28. Oh, gosh. 28 Garys. And, um... Well, let's celebrate. We, everyone knows a Gary, and Gary is a decent bloke. I've he's, got an Uncle Gary. Yeah, he's a decent bloke, he's isn't daft. he? He's daft. I bet if your um, um, sink got blocked, he could fix it. No. I Ask me he... Auntie Linda for that, Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Gary's a decent blokes. Like a bit of lager. Like football. Had an earring when they were younger. Could probably get you a little bit of the old, you know, whatever. They're Gary's. That's what Gary's do. We all know a Gary. He, well, you know, you know Gary. He's not a mate of mine. He's a friend. He's a friend of. St- he hangs out with Steve a bit. Ga- yeah, Gary. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Can we find Britain's youngest Gary? And also Gary uh, pop stars, please. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. They came for the Garys first, then they came for the Kevs. Um, so, and, and stop sending in actors who are Garys. There are loads of actors who are Garys. Of course there are. It's obvious. We're talking pop stars. Gary Kemp's band our ballet. We'll have that, Alan. Beautiful. That's perfect. That's a Gary. Celebrating the magic of Garys today. And obviously we're not going to talk about him. I'm just looking guy. down our run order today. We're not speaking to one Gary. And that, to be honest, is, um, is what's wrong with this country. Um, it's broken Britain. Yeah. Uh, you can blame it on immigration. You can blame it on um, uh, the, the, the collapse of the banking markets. You can claim it, uh, blame it on people kicking a cow. The thing is, um, there are not enough Garys anymore, and we need we need to. Uh, hang on a second, Bob. 
Yeah. You've just called back, Bob. What 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 can I do? You, you told me that I excited you, and now you've called no, back. No, just listen to the news there, sir. Oh yeah, well you're on the, you're on the air, Bob. What would you like to say about the news? Uh, let me just turn the radio down for a bit. Just for a bit. Just for a bit. It won't yeah. be long, trust me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You've turned it up oh, there. Right, the poor farmer. Yes, the poor farmer. This is the... Oh. He's well, getting we... his crops trashed. He, well, he's getting... Some people are walking through his field, sometimes eating... I know eating... who that is. Sorry? I know who that is. Well, hang on a minute. Don't mention any names. You know who... Well, the people who are doing it or the farmer? No, the people doing it. Well, OK, well, who are they? Justin... Justin Copper, you keep sending him out on the streets. He's got in the in the, in the it, fields. Now. Justin Dealey's got confused, and he's ended up in the fields, isn't he? Justin Dealeycopter. Justin Dealeycopter. Well, thank you for that, Bob. Good Excellent stuff there. That was great. That was Bob in Bletchley there calling in about the Justin Dealeycopter. Anyone, if anyone has any idea what that was about, then please, please, do not let me know. Fifteen years on from the Hatfield rail disaster, the RMT union are raising concerns about changes to the way track safety is monitored. They're asking Network Rail to withdraw the safe work leader system after union reps warned that conditions would actually be safer under the old system. In 2004, four passengers died and 70 were injured in the disaster when the train came off the tracks at 115 miles per hour due to a faulty bit of track. Well, Mick Lynch is Assistant General Secretary from the RMT union. Morning, Mick. What's, uh, what, what, what are you worried about? Good morning. Well, we're worried about a new system of planning and controlling uh, work on the track, as you've said. Um, But the problem is that Network Rail hasn't got an efficient system. They've gone for a big leap forward with all sorts of apps and IT applications uh, and electronic systems that just isn't working. And now our people feel that they're not as safe as they used to be under the old system. It's causing confusion and um, uh, chaos out on the track, really. And we're worried. Where's the chaos? Well, the chaos is that there's all sorts of electronic permits that are not working properly. People, are, One person's opening a permit that belongs to another person. There's all sorts of IT uh, log jams. And we're simply asking the company to take the system offline so that we can correct it and get a system that we can all be confident in. Is, it, is, it, is, this, is, is this new system resulted in anybody losing their jobs? No, it hasn't resulted in anybody losing their jobs. No, the fact is there's not enough people on the jobs to do the, to do the work. What we're worried about is a major incident where somebody gets hit by a train. There's a it's serious a, incident. You're not worried about your scaremongering, though. It just seems a little bit macabre to me to, on the anniversary of what was a nasty rail disaster, to kind of, you know, start, start scaremongering a bit. No, we're not scaremongering at all. We're putting direct uh, claims to Network Rail about the condition of the working practices on the track. Which we are convinced. Well, you just you just said that you just said that someone might you know might get hit by a train or something. So that's scaremongering a little bit. No, it's not scaremongering. There are, there have been direct incidents that have been reported to the Office of Road and Rail about incidents that are happening under the track now. Well, like, well, like, well, 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 when was the last time someone was injured because of because of this new system? Well, they're called close calls, but there are incidents happening in the East Midlands right now caused by this system where equipment is being left on tracks because people believe that the tracks are protected. OK, give me an instance where, where this system has, has, has failed and, and, and caused damage. Well, there's incidents up in the East Midlands at certain points of access to the For track. example? Well, there's one at Humberston Road, if you want right. to know. You're well, not going to know the area of railway No, I know the East Midlands quite well. What, what, tell me what happened. Well, what happened was that the, the permit that was generated electronically was not the correct permit. Managers had interfered with the system to make it work. People access the track on the high-speed line. 
uh, thought they were working under protection of the signaller, and it turned out that the IT system had not blocked that road, and all sorts of equipment was out on the track, on the high-speed line, and it was only because of the secondary backup system that there wasn't a oh. major incident in that area. Oh, no, sorry, I, did, I was asking specifically where someone had been injured, not where, not where the, um, the, the system had worked. What, so we should only wait until somebody's been killed or maimed? No, 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 but this is, is, this is the, no, no, but you've just said the system worked. The secondary backup system worked. Yeah, that was, yeah, and that was the system that's it part worked. of the old system. Right, OK. Has anybody been injured? Sorry, the, que- the specific question was, Mick, has anybody been injured because of the changes in the system? Not at this time, no. Right. Why are you doing it? To- why are you doing this we, today? Shall we wait? Shall we wait until the injuries are there? Why are you doing this because, today? Because the whole point of Hatfield and the Potter's Bar incidents... It just seems a little risk, bit cold. Risk, well, are you going to let me answer the question or not? Are you going to speak over I, I, I am going to let you answer the question, Mick, but I'm going to let you know. I right. think it's just a little bit, you know... Well, it just you feels, think that, but you, have you Just doing it on the anniversary, on the anniversary of, of, of something like that, it just seems a little bit... Well, you, it's scaremongering, isn't it? Well, if you let me speak, it's not scaremongering. What it is, is reminding people at a pertinent time that if you import confusion and risk onto the railway, it's only a matter of time before there's a major incident. That's scaremongering. That's very, Mick, that's, that is scaremongering, because that's not fact. No, it's it's not. only a matter it's of time before there's a major incident. That's scaremongering, mate. It's, it's a pertinent warning around an anniversary. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, it, 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 doing it on an anniversary just seems a little bit disrespectful to the families that were involved. And that's scaremongering. No, saying there's going to well, be an incident, saying there's going to be an incident, Mick, is scaremongering. That's, that's the definition of it. You're well, mongering if you're just, fear. If you're just going to shout the same sentence all the time, we're not going to have a conversation, are we? No, Mick. I'm, 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 Mick, if you're well, at me. well, Mick, if you're, if you're, well, if you're, a very sensible interview. You're interviewing yourself, in fact. No, 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 Mick. I'm, I'm interviewing someone who's in. I'm interviewing someone who's who's in denial, or I think he's kind of exploiting well, those denial. families that, that that were killed, and he's well, in denial. You saying one of those members, one of those people that were killed, was a member of our union. I, I, I know, I know. I've read up on it, uh, but you're, you, you, you're, what you're saying is something bad will happen. Well, you don't know that. That's that's the definition of scaremongering, Mick. No, it's not. Something bad is happening. Very close call incidents are happening in the East Midlands now, in the only area this is being trialled. And we think that's a matter of concern to Network Rail, to the train companies and to the passengers and the staff that work on the track. You just said that there will be, there will be a major incident. Well, we believe it's inevitable, yes. And our reps are telling us, <laughs> and our members are telling us, okay. that the system they're working under now is not as safe as the system that it okay. replaced. But that is scaremongering. Well, it is. Well, it is. Okay, well, we're not going to get... We're not gonna, we obviously don't understand is, the word scaremongering, so we, we, no, let's no, not argue I about do that. I understand it very well. So is every prediction that something may happen as a result of a system that's in place scaremongering? It, it was a system that you believe isn't working, but obviously the people that implemented the system do believe it's working. Yeah, but they're wrong, and they've admitted to us that they're wrong. Where, where, where's, where have they admitted? Wrong. Where have they admitted they've to? Admitted, where, they've admitted the chief uh, head of operations of Network Rail has said the system that they brought in is not the system that was, was consulted, and it's not working properly. On the record or off the record? On the record with the Office of Rail Regulation that they're considering withdrawing it. We want them to make that decision and stop okay. wasting money and make our staff safer. Okay. And that's not scaremongering. Okay, mate. Uh, thanks very much. OK. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nick Lynch, Assistant Secretary from the RMT Union. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Tony's on the line. Morning, Tony. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? I've got a son called Gary, and he's 40, and I was the one that named him as well. And oh. if you want a bad name, I've got a brother called Ted. Well, now, is he a Ted or is he an Edward? Well, he's an Edward. Hey. Ted. Teddy. Ted, I like Ted. Ted's a good name. Ted's a name that should... I think he's kind of on the on the upswing again, isn't it? Yeah, but it's old-fashioned, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's good old-fashioned. It, there are some <laughs> old-fashioned... I used to know um, an old boy called Ted... Uh, and he used to work for William Hartnell. Um, um, and anyway, I'm going off on, on a, a misty tangent I can barely remember. Ted's a good, so we've got a 40-year-old Gary. Did you yeah. name him after a famous Gary? No, I just always liked the name. I always wished I was called Gary. I'm <laughs> <the> Tony. <laughs> oh. why, why do you like the name? Because there are some people, uh, Tony, who think that Gary's a little bit of a boring name. I don't know. There's a lot worse names than that around, surely. There is, actually, and we'll compile a list of those after eight. <laughs> Did you, in the year 2013, out of all the babies born, only 28 of them were called Gary. Yeah, but, you know, the modern names now, are, a lot of them are, are old-fashioned names as well coming back. So yep. Gary will come back. I yep. mean, look at how many Cyrils are out there. Well, how many Cyrils are out there? Yeah. How, and look, how, where I work, what? I work in a HGV depot, Sainsbury's, and there's at least six Garys on the HGV side, probably more in the warehouse, yeah. and there's about ten Tonys. <laughs> Tony, it's nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you for that. Sorry, there we go. Cheers. Six Garys and ten Tonys working in a warehouse. Love it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there are eight-mile queues anti-clockwise from Junction 22% Auburn's towards Junction 19 for Watford, and that's because of an accident earlier. It's been moved to the hard shoulder now, but it's still really slow through that stretch. And also anti-clockwise on the M25, there's a lane closed between Junction 26 Worth Mabby and 25 for Enfield by another accident, which is causing a delay back from Junction 27 for the M11. On the M1, it's slow southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks. And it's also busy on the A40 Oxford Road, where the roadworks are in West Wickham at the junction for Old Oxford Road. On the trade patch boards, though, there are no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, Monday the 19th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. One person is believed to have died in a fire which has destroyed two farm cottages near Hitchin. The RMT union says it's still concerned about rail maintenance 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash. And the Prime Minister will be in Bedfordshire this morning to announce measures to stop teenagers being radicalised. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. He's still alive. It's Dennis in Dunstable. Morning, Dan. Good morning, Ian. You survived the weekend. Was absolutely superb. What was what was this? It, I said Saturday night was oh, absolutely superb. You were so masculine. 
No, the point is... I loved every I, second of it, and I didn't think I could. Ian, yes. I go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and get up at 6. Now, oh. coming home from your place... I yes. slept nine hours. Well, I wasn't bored, was well, I? We, we were... You, no, 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 you slept nine hours because we just exhausted each other. <laughs> it was great. It was I'll grand. Thing, another thing, too. You left, you left your um, belt at mine. Belt? Anyway, yes? I, it saved me sitting at home and listening to Come Dancing and Crying. <laughs> Why would you be listening to Crying? Is that well, your wife? because my missus and I, that's how we, that's how we met, uh, what, 68 years ago? For I those who don't know, Dennis came and saw me do a show. By the way, by the way, guys, isn't the Luton Library Theatre amazing? Great. It's brilliant. Isn't it, Dennis? Did you know it was there, Dennis? No, I didn't. I, I knew the library was there and I thought it was just full of books and that was it. I know, you go, honestly, guys, and I, I, it's a gem hidden away. The Luton Library Theatre is incredible, right? Everyone who works there is, is spot on. Third floor of Luton Library, they've got a proper theatre. And it's not just like a little, you know, performance space. It's a proper theatre with 238 seats. 237 because a lady came in a wheelchair. Deprived me of fourteen pounds. That's I Bianca. Mind. I don't mind. I'm generous like that. It was, uh, no, it was, it was uh, everyone was. It was two hundred thirty-seven people were there. It's an amazing space. Everyone should go and do shows at Luton Library Theatre. But Dennis came and saw it. If you want to see um, uh, Dennis drawing, um, well, not quite his last breath, but let's be honest, there's not many more to go. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. Though I put some pictures up of you uh, of us uh, uh, up there, Dennis. Hope you don't mind. No, no. As long as I'm not looking like a startled rabbit. Ah. I'll well, see if I can get them down. <laughs> Lots of people saying nice stuff about you on there, Dan. So don't worry. It was absolutely fabulous. Well, you're I, very, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You're very, very thank kind. Thank you very much for um, coming coming down to give me a hug. And I said to you, if you're going to kiss yeah. me, don't use tongs, please. Well, you know, I, 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 I struggled. <laughs> I wish I hadn't got down. I struggled to get back up. That stage was higher than I thought. <laughs> Dennis, do you know any famous Garys? Gary Glitter, that's all I know. There we go, you see, I mean, the, the name that dare not be mentioned. Thank you. But pop star Gary's we're looking for. So far, we've got Puckett. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about all of the stories today. Barlow, Newman, US Bonds, Moore and Kemp. Pop star Gary's. I think that might be the lot. I think that's it. I think we've got a, we've got a, a royal flush. 03459. Four double five, five double five. Pop star Gary's, and so far the youngest Gary we found is a forty-year-old Gary. Can we find any Gary's younger? And I bet he's a really decent bloke. But he's a really good bloke. All Gary's are good blokes. His dad sounded all right, didn't he? Any, all right. Here we go. Ten Tonys in a warehouse. Though. <laughs> Ten Tonys in a warehouse. <laughs> um, can we? Are there any? Um, like, all right. We've, we're looking at the lighter side of Gary's. Can we look at the dark side of Gary's? Can we find... Again, let's not mention his name. We don't mention his name. It doesn't get name. much darker, does it? Yeah, OK, let's not mention his name. Are there any any criminal Garys? Again, not not him, right? Criminal Garys? Can we find any criminal Garys? I'm sure there are loads. But do you mean well-known criminal Garys? What, like, they're called Mugger Gary? Is that what Bad you mean? Gary. No, like, I don't know, I don't know what... Um, Raffle, I don't know what Raffles' real name I'm was. I'm sure it's not Gary. OK, well... I mean, is there like, a, you know, like famous criminal mastermind Gary's? It wouldn't be, I don't know, I've not seen the new Bond film. Is the bad guy in that called Gary? <laughs> is he? <laughs> well, Gary, I've come to kill you. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. Any, any criminal mastermind Gary's, please? 03459. I mean, they very rarely reveal their first names. Maybe, maybe Scaramanga was a Gary. Scaragaramanga. Gary Scaramanga. Gary Scaramanga. Gary Manga. 
Gary Munger. Imagine if you went to school with a kid called Gary Munger in about 1978. How cool would that be? <laughs> Gary Blofeld. Did he? <laughs> 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. We're having a lot of fun with Gary's. Now, villagers in Buckinghamshire say they've had enough of young people spoiling the countryside whilst doing their Duke of Edinburgh award. Chartridge Parish Council has branded some of their behaviour a disgrace, accusing the campers, campers of trespassing, spoiling crops and even in one instance, kicking a cow. They say they're currently writing to the Duke of Edinburgh himself to ask for his support. Well, Peter Brown is chairman of Chartridge Parish Council. What's all this about kicking a cow, Peter? Well, it's about obeying the countryside code and them being frightened of walking into a field so they see a herd of cows. And so instead of just being normal people and just carry on walking at a normal pace, uh, they start running. So the cows go, ooh, let's have a little fun and game. So the cows trot along as well and then they turn around and start kicking out out of Oh! Stop them. Hang on a second. So it was self-defence they kicked a cow. They weren't just going up to a cow kicking. Oh, well, that's... Well, Peter, that's that's different from what we were told. We were told it was malicious cow kicking. Oh, it is malicious, I can assure you. The cows are very inquisitive nope. animals. They do trample people to death in filter. That's a fact. That's a fact. People... Well, they're bulls, they are. They're not cows, you know, milk. Hang on a minute. Cat's going to get me the stats on how many people were killed last year being trampled to death by cow. But what, what, how do we know it's Duke of Edinburgh people that are causing all this, this, this um, chaos? Yeah, we we do because they they uh, stay at a local campsite, which is brilliantly run, and um, they do their treks from that campsite. It's, Surely uh, your beef is with that campsite, then, instead of the, the well, no, because it's run by the Scouts Association, and they so just hire their facilities out to the people concerned. Um, they when the Scouts are out walking, don't get any problems or don't appear to. Well, worry. then they'll be able to tell you who's hiring the facility when, then, won't they? Well, no, because there's groups from various areas, you know, there's not just one group there, there's probably five, six, seven or eight schools could be there at one time. And it is well promoted by schools because it's good for their curriculum that we offer the Duke of Edinburgh scheme. So how old are these people that are causing this, this, this mayhem in uh, Chartridge? Um, they school children, so they're between the ages of 12 and 17. Oh. So they're 12-year-olds? Well, I wish they were just 12-year-olds. No, they're 12 to 17. Um, 13 and 14, so they're... They're kids, Peter. They're, they're kids. kids. You're quite right. They're kids, but they're trying to achieve an award um, issued oh. by the Duke of Edinburgh, which is a brilliant scheme for their bronze awards, silvers and golds. And so some some 13, 14-year-old kids, 13, 14-year-old kids... 15 was, or 16 as well, yeah. How old were the kids that kicked a cow in self-defence? Well, we just believe their ages to be between 13 So they could have been, oh, Peter, do you know what, alright, listen, okay, so it, it's kids, right, it's kids doing this. Yeah. Um, and yet, of course, there's the country code, and we should all shut gates, and we should all pick up litter, but do you know what, it's coming across, um, and I, uh, this story is coming across as a bunch of whingers whinging about some kids trying to better themselves. Well, it's not just one bunch of kids, it's on a regular account. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly, it's kids, it's kids, it's kids, and we should be encouraging kids to go out in the countryside well, and camp and trek and no read maps dispute. and stuff, and you lot sound like you've just got it in for them. No, we've got no dispute whatsoever. We want the kids to come out and enjoy the countryside, to enjoy life and to understand what the countryside is about, because a lot of these children are from London in the schools and that sort of area. But they just don't come out here knowing what to do. They have to go on a what they call a hike, which is by map reference. Uh, yeah. And they're often stopped and lost, not sure where they're going, uh, which all the people are here to help them and saying, yeah, if you go this way, that way and everything. But then they deliberately leave all their rubbish over the fields, all over the place. And it's just that people have just said, we've had enough. They walk through crops instead of walking through footpaths. 
They've even lumped a huge lump of wood into the middle of a field. Combine Harvester comes along, picks up this lump of wood, and damages it. Three hundred pounds ha- the farm farmer pays for the right. repair for this harvester. D- so did that harvest festival, that combine harvester, got broken? Did it? It got broken. Three hundred right. pounds. And, and when these kids are walking through the fields, they're not meant to walk through. Is that just because they're lost? Do you think they don't quite understand the f- about the public footpaths? Because they're not the public footpaths aren't always um, and the bridleways. They're not always illustrated very clearly. They're kids that have got lost. They're kids that could be lost, but then so when it's they're not... approached by the farmer and said, "Excuse me, you don't go there." It's just a mouth to trade of abuse, constant abuse. Peter, Peter, Peter. No, I'm not having that. Right. So, this story, this story is 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 developing. Right. So the kids may have kicked a cow because out of self-defence. Right. Mm -hmm. Kids are walking through fields because they got lost and they don't understand public footpaths. No, they're not lost. They're just they're just cheating because they can go from one corner of the field to the other. No. Peter, you don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. And those footpaths aren't well signed. Footpaths are signed. We have signed the start. The start is signed and the end is sometimes signed. But they're kids from London. They're kids from cities. They don't know, and do you know what? I bet one or two of them have given uh, given a, a gobful back. But I, I'm not I, I'm not happy with the branding that all of them give a, a tirade of abuse back. I don't believe that, Peter. I don't believe all of them do. I don't believe all of them do. This is just coming across as being really mean spirited. No, well, I think you're you're good, good at getting the wrong end of the stick completely, then, because we do encourage this to happen. And there's a lot of groups that walk through the scheme. We've got no problems at all. But it's like all. You always get an isolationist lot, a few of them, that just can't give a, give a monkey's ear hole for it. And to actually stand there and be abused by these. Now, do you con- confront ten kids being abusive to you? Or just turn around and walk the other way and just think, how unpleasant. So when was the last time you were abused by ten kids? Not myself. I've Thank you very much I'm indeed, very Peter. But there are Thank other you. people that have been. Yeah. And as I'm chairman of the parish council and all the, re- uh, the residents are up in it, and it's it, not just happening in my parish, in the parish I'm chairman of, there's other parishes within the Lee. Um, we've had an email come in from Knapp Hill. Exactly the same situation there. Yeah. And, you know, it just comes across, Peter. If they read the countryside file, which is, which is their part of their The court, what? The countryside code. If they just read that and it says what to do and how to behave in the countryside, they pass the course brilliant for them, they get an award, they move on with their lives. If they don't obey to that code, why should they be allowed to pass a course which they've It just sounds real. Peter, it's the flipping Duke of Edinburgh. It don't mean anything in the real world. It's just some kids well, trying to better themselves and do a little course. Yeah, exactly. What You lot are coming across as really mean-spirited and... Co- well, some of them are 12-year-old kids, Peter. No, they're not just 12. They're up to 17. Yeah, no, I didn't, say, I didn't say then. I didn't say, Peter, they're just 12. I said some of them are 12-year-old kids. Some of them are 12, yes. But then you get the leaders of it that park their vans in farms and then tell the farmer to go and join the Foreign Office because they're on a Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. And how many times has that happened, Peter? It's happened four times in the uh, last three months. The, the, the driver of the van has told the farmer to F off. He's told him to join the Foreign Office, yeah. OK. You know, I'm a little bit reluctant. Sorry. This is unacceptable, and the farmers are getting really annoyed. Now, if a farmer has a bit of plastic or lots of plastic left in their fields, and one of their animals, whether it be sheep, goat, or anything, picks it up, because, you know, goats, they'll eat anything, he then gets a vet bill for getting a plastic out of the stomach of it. How many? Uh, how much money has been lost in Chartridge to vet bills because a goat has got plastic in his stomach, that left by Duke you. of Edinburgh? you an example. So it could be, it, well, it could be none. You know, it may not have happened. Listen, litter, litter is a nuisance. I hate litter, litter lit, but, but litter happens in the country. Wherever you go in the country, unfortunately, you're going to see litter. Well, if you're on the scheme, the scheme is quite adamant in its, in its approach where he says you, what you take out, you bring back with us, so less, less the contents. 
And so if you've got a sandwich bag or a sandwiches or drinks bottles... Yeah, I know, I know about litter. I know, it. yeah, I know, I know all about litter. Yeah, I know, I, I know not about it. to dump in the countryside, which we go around constantly... So they're not allowed to dump in the countryside? No, no one is. You know that, I know that. And we, we, I think it's a brilliant scheme. My, both my daughters have been through the DOE scheme. Superb. It helped them with teamwork and concepts. But they obey the rules. And they're basic rules. Like everything you have to do in life, you have to learn... There's a rule to be made, and you have to go with it. Why are you writing to the Duke of Edinburgh? Because you know you're not going to get a response for him. What's that about? Is that just so that we talk to you? What is no, that for? We're writing to the Duke of Edinburgh because we've got a lack of response from the area council of the Duke of Edinburgh scheme. And you really there. think you're going to get more from You think the Duke of Edinburgh is going to go, oh, blimey, this is outrageous. I'm going to go down no, there and sort this out. We investigated, instigated the scheme, and oh, we're just sick and tired of hitting our head against the wall with someone. That, there's a simple solution. We can't identify these people, but if if... They went with the solution we offered two years ago, which cost them about... And so nobody else does this? Nobody else... What was the solution you, you suggested? We suggested, that, so that we didn't have to approach them, they would have colour code tags on them. Oh, like, for oh, crying out loud, no. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, a colour spot or a ribbon. Then you could say, red team, 1215... Hmm, colour coding people, that rings a bell. Where did where have I heard that before, Peter? Colour coding people. And yellows and blues and purples and... How about a nice, a a nice gold on star on them or something? It just, do you know what, Peter? This is making me. I don't know why. There's something. This is getting something deep inside. This is making me really angry. It's just coming across as. Um, well, you come and live in the countryside, be a farmer, and find out all the damage that happens to no, you. No, I'm not going to become. I'm not going to become a farmer. A terrible, terrible suggestion. It's just coming no, across as. It you it, come and you take I'm the not, end of it, and then you'll be saying this is unacceptable. And it just comes. It's gone on for years. It and just, we just said we've had enough now. It just comes quite right. It just comes across as mean spirited, Peter. Well, and I don't you think you're doing yourself any favours. If you were to live in the countryside and find your land being abused and your footpaths on a constant basis by a regular group of people, you should come and live with me in the real world, uh, Peter, and find out that there are worse things going on. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you don't say come and be a farmer. What a ridiculous suggestion! Well, there have to be farmers. What did you there have to be farmers. That's great. Do you have chicken or do you have lamb or do you right. have beef or pork? What do you have? They have to supply it. I have, New, I have New Zealand lamb. Well, they well, okay, fine. But you had lamb, so there's a farmer in New Peter, Zealand done the same. Peter, we're, 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 it's, it's degenerated into your own question. <laughs> okay, Peter. Well, um, okay. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Not a problem. Have a good day. I'm going to have a great day. Goodbye. Bye, Peter. You still there, Peter? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, we've, we 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 <laughs> we're done. This is weird. We're done. Good, good. You have a great day, and um, hope everything works out well for you today. Ta-ra, Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> to me. Coming up, we'll have those stats on how many people were killed last year being trampled by cows. It's more than you think. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are eight mile queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 22 for St Albans to 19 for Watford because of an accident and a short stoppage on that road earlier so it's still very slow. And anti-clockwise are lanes closed between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and 25 for Enfield which is causing a delay from the M11. On the M1 it's slow southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford to 11 for Dunstable and also just on the A6 southbound it's looking very busy on speed sensors between the old main road and the A507 and south of Hitchin on Charlton Road that's a closed 
between uh, at the Holes Farm Junction by Offley, but between Preston Village and Charlton because of a, vi a building fire that happened there. On the train departure boards, there's 10 minutes late to the 737 service from Luton to Bedford. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy to be announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire today. One person is still missing after a fire near Hitchin. The blaze spread through two farm cottages between Preston and Charlton yesterday morning. Two adults and two children were rescued. The villagers of Chartridge in Buckinghamshire say they've had enough of young people spoiling the countryside while taking part in the Duke of Edinburgh Award. They're being accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow. The weather will be cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland suffered an agonising last-minute defeat to exit the Rugby World Cup at the hands of Australia. The referee incorrectly awarded the Wallabies a late penalty and sprinted off the field without shaking the players' hands at the end of the match. Captain Greg Laidlaw says they've done themselves proud, though. We've talked about moving his jersey and the team forward and I truly believe we've done that. Scottish teams in the past have, you know, without disrespecting them, I think I've had loads of guts and loads of glory. And, and I'm going to try to pull a little bit of that back into the jersey and, along with some skill set as well. And I, and I think you can see that, see that starting to come. Ireland are out of the tournament after being thrashed 43-20 by Argentina, who scored four tries at the Millennium Stadium. Coach Joe Schmidt says his side paid the price for a poor start, which saw them 17 points down inside the first quarter of an hour. We just didn't get the start that we needed, particularly with uh, a group that were low on experience and therefore the confidence got dented a little bit. But I, I was incredibly proud of the way that they uh, fought their way back into the contest. You know, when you try too hard a little bit at the end, you throw a few things around and you get loose and... Uh, you know, with the speed merchants they've got, they uh, they finished another couple of tries, which was pretty hard to take in the in the in the context of how much effort had been put in. On to football and Jorginho Wijnaldum was the hero as Newcastle earned their first win of the Premier League season, beating Norwich 6-2 at St James's Park. Now to Wijnaldum for Newcastle, weaves in field and smashes in a goal. Oh, he's got four. Watford were beaten 3-0 at Vicarage Road by Arsenal, but the MK Dons won 3-0 against Blackburn in League One. It was a 2-1 defeat for Luton against Crawley in League Two, despite taking the lead, and Stevenage beat Wickham 2-1. Finally in cycling, Wellens' Laura Trott won the Omnium on the final day of the European Track Cycling Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe it's 
Here's the, the thing that's on everybody's lips. They, what would the Beatles sound like if instead of having human beings in them, they actually had cats and dogs? You've been thinking that, haven't you guys? I never stop thinking that. They'd sound like this. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's what, they, that's what they sound like, guys. That's exactly what they sound like. That's why I never took off. That's why they um, reverted to their human form. <laughs> I'd like to congratulate the person who did that. It wasn't the person, mate. I don't understand what oh, you're... Oh, sorry. Uh, but somebody must you have mean a lonely board. boy with a keyboard in his bedroom? It was... Um, hang on a minute. I can... Hang on a minute. Oh, I forgot I got a good one! Okay. Say that again, what you said. Uh, I'd like to congratulate the person who made that. Oh, do you mean their producer, George Barton? Oh! oh. <laughs> Players in the house! Did they send it to you the by email? Yeah? Hmm? Ch- chicken's taken over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I've, I've got a whole album of this. Why? <laughs> I wonder if it's there. Hang on a second. Oh, no. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. What are we doing here? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, good blimey. And computer's got mashup. Hang on. <laughs> computer's got mashup. Is that a sheep? Hang on. Computer's got mashup. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, guys. Computer's gone mash-up. I just need to go through this whole album to get this no! out No! No, hang on. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I can work with this. I can work with this. Right. Uh, let's go to Bad Gary's. It's Andy. Morning, Andy. Morning. We're talking Bad Gary's. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I made myself giggle like a schoolgirl, a giggly schoolgirl. Um, what, Andy? What bad Garys have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only ever come across one, really, oh. and um, he's the the um, the biggest serial killer in U.S. history. Oh, there you go. That stop you laughing, didn't it? Really what, bad, was it really. what was his name? Gary. Yeah, Gary. Obviously, Gary Gary Ridgeway. Oh, which one? I think like, didn't, didn't he used to own a, a Ford Escort? And he souped <laughs> it up, didn't he? He souped it up and he had um, two exhaust pipes, even though he only had one exhaust. Well, Gary... I don't know if that's how they caught him, but yeah. Oh, how did, um, what did Gary Ridgway do? Oh, Kath's pulled the face, maybe we don't want to know. He, um, he, did... he killed at least 49 
women. Day, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's probably best not to be having um, a fair The Green River Killer. Wowzers. Okay, well, that's... Uh, Don't mess with that, Gary. That's, 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 but, well, thank you for that. Uh, that's certainly put, uh, put a, to- uh, a donor... A donor? Mm. Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Careful. That's put a downer on the uh, proceedings. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> aye, aye, we wanted aye. bad Gary's, you don't get much badder. You don't get much badder than that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Gosh, he confessed, convicted of forty nine, <laughs> confessed to seventy one, presumed to be at least ninety. Let's. Um, I tell you what we can do, uh, uh, Catherine. Is why don't you uh, tell us how many people were killed oh last year? Stampled, uh, stampled, what? Stampled, <laughs> stampled by cows. Stampled to death by cows. Right. Okay. Well, according to Telegraph. The numbers are sketchy, but it tends to be at least one a year. In 2009, particularly bad year, four people trampled to death by cows in just over eight weeks over the summer. Spate of incidents regarded as highly unusual. Uh, in the past eight years, there have only been 18 deaths in total caused by cattle of all kinds, including incidents involving bulls, which have always been known to present risks. Yeah. We know about that. So, they, But these were kids that kicked a cow in self-defence. Well, yeah. There's another thing here from ABC. Yeah. You know the Americans, they always have to go a little bit further, don't yep. they? Right, so uh, ABC reckon that cows may look docile, but they kill more than five times the number of people that sharks do. Flipping it, there we go. Is that, look at Kelly's face, genuine fear. Oh no, she's doing a duck face. Here we go, using stats from the US Centre for Disease Control and Prevention, one research study reported an average of 22 deaths a year by bovines, typically due to stomping or goring. Flipping Ouch. Heck. The study noted that horses are also pretty lethal, causing up to 20 deaths per year. This is in America. Agricultural workers are among the groups at greatest risk of death by mammal. A category that also lists cats, pigs, and raccoons as the cause of death. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You know cats. what? The, do you know what? The, one of the biggest killers in the US is snake. No, this song. No. Oh. All right, hang on a minute. Let's, let's, let's just imagine if the Beatles. Were co- the Beatles consisted of um, dogs and cats. What would they sound like? Something. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Terry Wogan. <laughs> so, what else is killing people in America? Burgers. No. One of the biggest killers in America. Fact. Drinks dispensers. Ah, because they kick them. They kick it. No, they, you tilt them to try and loosen your, 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 I don't know what they call them, the candy. A beverage. Your beverage, your fizzy pop. Uh, and it falls and it crushes them. I say one of the biggest killers. It kills about 26 people a year. A oh. year from drinks machines. Can you believe that, Peter? Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> what would you like to have a whinge about today, Pete? No, first of all, on the funny side, oh, the, the, the lighter it's much side. more difficult to find a Gary with charisma. Are you, you're saying that no Gary has charisma? Well, I, I don't know of any. OK, well, well let's, let, if we can now find then, a charismatic Gary, on, yes. On, on the serious side... Uh, then I will fade down these, the uh, barking beetles. These inner-city kids, Yeah. they are alienated. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them are alienated from society... Because yeah. they look at society, they see how different people live, and then they look at their own surroundings, yeah. and they're living in circumstances where some of them can't even go out safely. Yeah. And uh, if you if you keep children keep having that happen, they 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 get alienated from society, and that's true. I grew up in a background like that. Yeah. Not not with gangs with knives and everything, but with Fighting with stones and bricks and God knows what else. Yeah. 
in East London. So why are you saying, I just, that story, I mean, that ended very weirdly, with the, the, the chap, the gentleman, the gentle, that, that story about that village made me angry. And I don't quite know why it made me angry, but it, it, it touched something in me. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can understand the villagers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Listen, if there's about. if there's litter, then you know that's out of order, right? And if you know if they're causing damage to, to equipment, that's out of order. Of course it is. But then they live in the countryside. You go anywhere in the countryside. But unfortunately, the, there's litter. Yeah, but society itself, I think society itself has created a problem. Yeah. Because they are not living in. They're living in, if you like, behind steel doors, sometimes bars, within their own community. Yeah. Well, just Peter, reasons. Peter, just th- just just think twice. It's another day for you and me in paradise, isn't it? Um, oh, absolutely. For them, it's absolutely. I mean, I I never. I the only time I ever went out in the countryside was to pick ops. To pick ops. Yeah, to pick ops. Oh, pick. <laughs> and a one-day treat what? to South End. Yeah. Oh. And that sort of thing. Yeah. That sort of thing. I mean, in the countryside. For these kids, yeah, it's a totally alien. It's, con- isn't it just? And we con- should be encouraging them. Of course, we should encourage them to pick up the rubbish and stuff like that. But you want to brand the kids, really? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between junctions 27 for the M11 and 25 for Enfield after an accident earlier at the end of the Homestead Tunnel. On the also on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are eight Mark Hughes from junction 22 for St Albans to 19 for Eight Watford. Mark Hughes? An... Who's Mark Hughes? Eight Mile Hughes. Eight Mile Hughes. I thought you meant the Man United footballer. I do apologise. And thank you to Catherine uh, for that football reference whispered in my ear just in the nick of time. OK. On the A40, there are delays from the M40 at the Denham Roundabout all the way to the A406 at the Hangar Lane Gyratory through Uxbridge and Northall after an accident happened at the Greenford flyover earlier. And on the A41, it's slow southbound from the Hemel Hems to turn off towards the M25. It's also busy in Dunstable on the A5 southbound approaching Church Street. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Eight Mark Hughes, eh? Right, 7.47, it's uh, Monday the 19th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. One person is believed to have died in a fire which has destroyed two farm cottages near Hitchin. The RMT union says it's still concerned about rail maintenance 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash. And children tried to escape from uh, stampeding cows recently in a village in Beds, Hards and Bucks and had to uh, use self-defence to protect themselves. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A rather grey and gloomy start to the new working week. We've got one or two spots of rain around possibly through parts of Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire at the moment, but they are disappearing. They're not going to last all morning, and they are fairly light as well, and it will clear up as we head into the afternoon. Hopefully, we should see some sunshine as well. The cloud will thin and break eventually. We should get some spells of sunshine before it sets, particularly further north you are. Maximum temperature 14 Celsius. Overnight tonight, eventually we'll see some lengthy clear spells, so it's going to be quite cool. Minimum down 6 Celsius. We could see a bit of mist develop as well. Not widespread, just one or two mist patches by dawn tomorrow. Chilly start for Tuesday but those clear spells tonight means it is going to be a brighter or sunnier start to tomorrow morning. Wind still light, more sunshine and temperatures actually feeling pleasant. 15 Celsius which isn't bad for the middle of October and that's your forecast. Thank you very much. 
If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Hello, very good Sunday morning to you. This is Mike Naylor. And we'll be exploring in this hour why the cow is a sacred animal for Hindus. But there is a way you can hear it all again. So many goodies. It should be illegal to have this much fun on a Sunday morning. There's minced beef, bit of nutmeg. What else? Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Selective mutism. What exactly is it? It's something that occurs in uh, young children, usually of school age, in response to anxiety, more often than not. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Welcome along. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. My name is Yasmin Khan. This track takes me back to the mid to late 90s. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. First and then we'll be right with you, okay? Sorry? Sorry? Thanks. What? Oh, you're talking on the phone. Okay. Yeah, I'm off I've, now. Fine. I've just rediscovered my uh, exotic Beatles volumes one, two, and indeed three. And, Good news uh, for everyone. It means there's a whole load of this. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I've got to be careful because somebody's got swearing on. Hang on. Oh, go. dear. Hang on, here we go. So there we go, here we go. And listen to this. Listen to this beautiful interpretation of Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby <laughs> picks up the rights in the church where a wedding has been. Ooh. He sounds like a pervert, doesn't he? <laughs> Lived in a dream. Oh, there he does, yeah. Wet at the window, wearing the fake that you keep. It's like, imagine playing that to a child just before they go to sleep. It would give them <laughs> nightmares, wouldn't it? It would give them absolute nightmares. I mean, it's quite a dark song anyway. But... Is it him again? Oh, I like this. Oh, this is nice. But what Beatles song is it? Is it a song? Now I know what the song is because I can read it, but I can't hear it. Any guesses yet? Jamie, any guesses? This is what Beatles song this is? Not a Beatles fan. What? <laughs> Kath can understand the language. What's he singing? He's not singing any Beatles lyrics that I'm aware of. It's supposed to be from me to you, but I'm, I'm struggling to. He's saying, uh, he's saying sort of he wishes for her and blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Well, I do, we, 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 maybe we'll, we'll. Where's he going to start the actual lyrics? <laughs> I don't know. Now, Grumpy Jamie's with us this morning. You've been auditioning for Kelly's um, uh, job. How do you think it's gone? I think I'm sacked already. He's very astute. Yep. You've taken the Vox to the streets. You've been out on the streets with Dealey. We're trying to find Gary's. What was the question that you asked the boys and girls? Are you taking up the Gary? No. Okay, no, no. Is that the question that was asked? Similar to that. Then yeah. we cannot play that Vox out, I'm afraid. Sorry. Catherine, you're going to have to vet the Vox before. Have you listened to it, Kelly? No, why would then, I? Okay, then you're going to have to. Was that the actual it. question? No, Gary's. Yes. Famous Gary's. Yep. Famous pop stars. Yep. With Gary as their name. Ladies and gentlemen, let's find out. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Take her to the streets. Hashtag up Gary. Good morning, Princess. There we go. Okay, uh, there we go. We <laughs> I'll step in there, guys. I'll step in. Don't worry. Oh three four five nine four double five five five. You can rest assured, Jamie. You're fired. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a great pleasure. Tomorrow we've got Ribena Rosie coming in. Let's see how that goes. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio.
555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, the head teacher of a special educational needs school in Amersham has spoken out against government changes to exams which will affect his students. Neil Strain from Stony Dean School has warned that moving focus away from functional skills qualifications, which a third of the school use, will leave some leaving school without any meaningful exam results. He joins me now. Morning, Neil. Good morning. Uh, so, uh, functional skills qualifications, what is that and, and why do your students need them? So, obviously, we are a special needs school and our students at Stony Dean School need a very specialised provision in order to um, give them access to qualifications and opportunities further down the line. Functional skills English is an example of um, exam boards currently cutting qualifications which are very relevant to our um, students. Um, and why are they being phased out? Um, we, can't, we, we, we generally thought that it comes from um, central government policy and a focus on um, GCSEs, which are entirely exam-based. Now, you know, Albert Einstein said if everyone's a genius and you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its life believing it's stupid. And this is a great example of that, that exams are not the only way to assess a student's ability. Um, what, what's the problem with mainstreaming someone with special educational needs? Because some parents might prefer that, mightn't they? They might do, yes, but their ability to be successful in those types of exams are proven that they will not often, so therefore it's good to have a blended approach to assessment in exams. Okay. What options have you got for the students now? Um, at the moment we do have functional skills English and we do have other entry-level qualifications, but lots of these are being phased out um, as part of the governmental reform. Okay. All right, Neil, thank you very much for your time. That's uh, Neil Strain from Stony Dean School, 03459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. We may have, I, I feel I ought to say, we may have sailed a little bit, not close to the mark, but way, way over the mark. If anybody is offended by anything, uh, then of course uh, I apologise and uh, wrists will be um, soundly slapped and uh, heads will be shaved in punishment. Catherine, we've got any texts? Yeah, we have. What have you got? About the Duke of Edinburgh thing. This yes. is from Rebecca in Bedford. DOV camping weekends have always had teenagers getting overexcited. For some, it may have been the first time they're released into the wild. Yep. My memories, for example, she says, are a bit sketchy. Oh, I remember Be Rebecca. Uh, I think I got a bit tipsy at camp and kissed a lad from Manchester. Yes, yes, you did. And on the flip side, our group sang classical music whilst walking to keep our spirits up. No, we didn't. It was four non-blondes. Uh, we've got this oh. one through. Yes, they are classic. She was in my group, and we got all the way through to gold. Oh. Well, Thankfully, by Spandau we Ballet. That's how long you were traipsing <laughs> around for. Richard in Hotcliffe. Ian, you're wrong on this one. Kids need to learn the rules. Dumping rubbish, parking where they're not supposed to, shouting abuse at farmers is not conducive uh, to the Duke of Edinburgh's award. I don't buy the shouting abuse at farmers. It may have happened. I don't think it's. I don't think there have been torrents of, of abuse. I. I I, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest that I make up there's a little bit of exaggeration going on there to add some colour to an otherwise black and white, you know, slightly grey story. Um, it says they should be learning the rules, picking up rubbish and being polite yeah, and courteous. Yeah, of course I, they should. I think that you don't notice the kids that do that. That's the problem, isn't it? Kids are being allowed to get away with this sort of thing is what is generating the job culture in this country. What does I think that you mean? mean? Job culture. Oh. Yeah, that shouldn't happen, but I don't believe it's happening. Well, you know, 
We need every side of the story, don't we? We were told that the kids have been kicking a cow. No, we hadn't. We've been told that young people, they could have been as young as 12, we found out later, have been kicking a cow. Turns out, kicking a cow out of self-defence. Well, the first story we were told was that the cow was lying down in the field and was being yeah. kicked, and then we heard that they were running and the cow started to run after them and they started kicking. A- and in St Albans isn't happy with no, uh, those kids. No, uh, but are we surprised? Cows. Only an idiot would run in a field of cows. Or children from London that, don't know, that think that cows... You know, we're brought up to think that cows are docile and fun and stupid. They're not. They've got a, they got. They they can kill. Mm-hmm. They're big. So they're not idiots, Anne. She says that those who do will risk death by ignorance. Well, no, death letters. by. So you you you'd be quite happy for a twelve-year-old kiddie to be trampled by a cow, would you, Anne? All children should be taught that if they're in the country, says Anne of St Albans. Flipping The thing is, right? We know this because we're of an age, right? You get a kid from from uh, you know Hackney or Islington. Uh, in London, goes to the countryside. They've never seen a flipping cow in real life. They've only seen it on the telly. They've never imagine having never seen a cow. And you look at a cow. Oh, it's a cow flipping out. Oh, that's nice. You don't understand that they are actually they really flipping dangerous. Yeah. The cows. Yeah. Oh, and have a heart. This is this thing about this story, right? There seems to be no heart in it. There's no heart in it. And they're tiring all these kids with the same brush, and they just want to, they want to ruin their dreams. For goodness' sake. Yeah, okay. If they're leaving litter, that's bad. If they're shouting at effing and jeffing at farmers, that's that's terrible. I don't believe it's happening as much as they say it is happening. I hate to tell you this, guys, as well. These are the ones who are trying to get on the right path. The other kids aren't joining in with the Duke of Edinburgh's uh, award scheme. Yeah, they're the down kids, the park drinking honest, Thunderbird. The kids that are doing Duke of Edinburgh, uh, um, uh, you know. They're they're, they're brown noses generally. They are. You know, I did it. You know, I was. Uh, I realised it was really boring, and you just get stroppy farmers having a go at you just because you dropped a packet of crisps in their field. Which, of course, I don't condone. I'm joking for crying out loud. Ah, dearie, dearie me. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can text eight one three double three. Start your text three C out. Of course, if you wanted to, and why would you not? You can send me an email. Ian Dotley at bbc.co.uk. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's very slow anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Parters Bar to 16 for the M40 and it's made worse by the rush hour delays and accident earlier. Anti-clockwise though, it's easing off between Junction 27 for the M11 and 25 for Enfield after an accident in the Holmesdale Tunnel. The A40 into London's very busy though from the Denham roundabout towards the Hangar Lane gyratory after an accident at the Greenford flyover earlier. It's causing queues through Uxbridge and Northolt. And on the A... Uh, on the M1, it's very slow southbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and 11 for Luton through the roadworks. On the train departure board, so there's no reported delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Now is an excellent time. I've not mentioned this for ages on the show. We have a weekly podcast. Who'd have thunk it? If you go to um, iTunes and type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, um, it will pop up and you can download it. And It's kind of like an hour-long best of the week. Oh, and also... Me and Catherine do a show at weekends. It's called Down the Rabbit Hole. You won't find that on the BBC iPlayer. You have to go to the iPlayer for that, OK? If you go to the iPlayer and type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, and then it comes up. And we did two hours at the weekend. I'll be honest, I haven't got a clue what it was about or what happened. It was a phoning show with no topics. Make of it what you will. Here's the news with Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, one person missing after a fire near Hitchin. Concerns about rail safety 15 years after the Hatfield rail crash. And a heavily pregnant woman from Wickham has gone missing. BBC Three Counties Radio. One person is still missing following a fire near Hitchin. The blaze destroyed two homes between Preston and Charlton. Barry Caffrey reports. The fire took hold in the cottages at Offley Holes at around six o'clock yesterday morning. Eight fire crews were called to the scene and two adults and two children were rescued. But one person is still missing and it's believed they may have died. An investigation into the cause of the fire is being carried out. Parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy to be announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire this morning. The RMT union is raising concern about changes to the way track safety is monitored 15 years on from the Hatfield rail disaster. Four passengers died and 70 were injured when a train derailed south of Hatfield. Assistant General Secretary Mick Lynch says the system is too complicated. Well, the chaos is that there's all sorts of electronic permits that are not working properly. People, One person's opening a permit that belongs to another person. There's all sorts of IT uh, log jams and we're simply asking the company to take the system offline so that we can correct it and get a system that we can all be confident in. A woman who's about to give birth has gone missing from High Wycombe. 25-year-old Ella Pecco is 35 weeks pregnant and was last seen in the town centre on Friday. Prosecutions for using a phone while driving have gone down by almost half in five years. That's despite the Department for Transport recording a rise in the number of people spotted phoning or texting at the wheel. Just over 17,000 drivers were taken to court last year. Pete Williams from the RAC says it's a real concern for other road users. I think responsible drivers find it incredibly frustrating that they, day in, day out, they see other motorists actually using their mobile phone while driving. And that's not just uh, talking, but actually texting and and actually browsing the internet. Villagers in Buckinghamshire say they've had enough of young people spoiling the countryside while taking part in the Duke of Edinburgh Award. They're being accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow. Peter Brown is the chairman of Chartridge Parish Council. We want the kids to come out and enjoy the countryside, to enjoy life and to understand what the countryside is about because a lot of these children are from London in the schools and that sort of area. But they just don't come out here knowing what to do. They deliberately leave all their rubbish over the fields, all over the place. And it's just that people have just said, we've had enough. In sport, Scotland went behind in the last minute to Australia to be knocked out of the Rugby World Cup. And Ireland were comfortably beaten by Argentina. The weather will be cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Lee. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, we found six Gary Pop stars. I think that's it. Puckett, Barlow, Newman, US Bonds, Moore and Kemp. The youngest Gary we found so far is 40. That's it. Anybody, anybody under the age of 40 called Gary? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
15 years after the Hatfield Rail disaster, the RMT is concerned that recent changes could put track safety at risk. The union believes the way rail standards are now monitored isn't as safe as the previous system and it's only a matter of time before something disastrous happens. Well, in 2000, four passengers died and 70 were injured in the disaster when a train came off the tracks at 115 miles per hour due to a faulty bit of track. Uh, Bruce Williamson is from the campaign group Rail Future. Uh, Bruce, why do you think the RMT union are so concerned? Um, I don't know, actually. You'll have to ask them. Um, well, I did, and I didn't, I, I didn't quite get it. OK, there, well, it's, there's something called um, a safe work leader, which is taking over the role of, of looking after works on the track. And uh, uh, as far as I know, um, it seems like a sensible idea, but... Uh, I can't get my head around what their objection is. Well, I, I, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my head around it. I did speak to someone from the RMT, and I, I, I couldn't quite. They seem to. He suggested or said that there had been several near misses because of this new system, and the only thing that stopped people being injured or killed was the secondary backup system. Does that make sense to you? Have I, have I, have I said you know a language well, you understand? To, to some extent, there's. Uh, I can't remember what they call it. Is is uh, another acronym? Uh, COS, which is uh, uh, another sort of uh, a safety worker on the line who's supervising safety, and that's still in place. That's an old system. Yeah. And this is all being trialled in, in the East Midlands. Uh, so it's, it's a pilot scheme. So hopefully, you know, the whole point of a pilot scheme is you, you, you try something out, you learn the lessons, and then you, 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 know, you improve it. Yeah. Um, in your, I, mean, I don't know how much you know about this new system. Does it, in your opinion, is it safe? Um, uh, well, I mean, the railways certainly are safe at the moment. It's yeah. been 15 years, isn't it? And and we have uh, one of the safest railways in Europe, if not the safest. And, and uh, railways, rail travel is safer than it has ever been. It's now, I think, eight years since the last passenger died on a train, which is, you know, uh, better than, than it's ever been on, on Britain's railways. So I think, you know, um, the, the lessons of, of Hatfield have been learned, I think. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to travel on a train and feel very safe doing so. Um, is there any more? There, there must always be room for improvement, though, when it comes to safety. Oh, inevitably, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's always um, um, mechanical error and human error, uh, mechanical failure and human error. And it's, it's, what's important, really, is that we learn the lessons. Uh, when when things do go wrong, you know, we, we sadly when it came to to Hatfield, we had to relearn the lessons because you know corners were cut because um, profits were put ahead of of safety, uh, and, and we learnt that lesson the hard way. And I think things have improved. Clearly, the the proof of the pudding is is in the eating. You know, and we have a safe railway. And and as long as we continue to sort of learn from those near misses, and and uh, and as long as we don't have to relearn those lessons i think uh, everything will be fine i like traveling by train i don't do it very often because it, it, it's half expensive isn't it well it can be um it's one of the things we campaign for is you know cheap affairs on the railway but uh, if you're prepared to book in advance you can get some some outrageous bargains but uh, yeah you're right i mean personally you know you won't be surprised to learn that i enjoy traveling by train as well yeah. and uh, you know I'm, I'm not a commuter i'm more of an occasional traveler and it's great yeah, yeah. And it's safe and it's environmentally friendly, so, so what's not to like? But, uh, yeah, book in advance because, you know, sadly, if you want to just get turn up and go, we do have some of the most expensive fares yeah. in Europe. Which is a shame. Uh, Bruce, listen, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you. Bruce Williamson from the campaign group Rail Future. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Nigel's in Aylesbury. Morning, Nigel. Hello, Ian. Hiya. Hello. You're right, fella. What you got for us? Um, it was just regarding this Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. I did the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme many years ago as part of my screen at school. Yes. And it was really good for me. And I think the, um, I think you, again, you were quite right in saying about it. There's another another opportunity to beat down children, beat down the young teenagers um, at any opportunity. I think it's really good. The only issue I would like to point out, though, is, yeah. is that you do you don't get a lot of training about with it. You get about uh, I had about two days worth of training before you go out. Well, when I say training, yeah. you got talked to and told about what was going on. So. There was a lot of people who were going out there who will um, who don't know about the countryside, and perhaps yeah. the country people need to be a little bit more open and go. Um, are you right? instead of going, "Oi, get off my," you know. Sorry, if we yeah, take, just, if we take, if we take the story at face value, right? Yes. And um, a, a farmer, and I'm I'm not totally buying this, but let's assume this is what happened. A farmer goes, "I'm sorry, boys, girls, sorry." You've left yeah. a bit of le- litter there. Could you go and pick it up? Right. Let's imagine yeah. that happened. And then those kids turn around and go, why don't you naff off, you W-S-B, yeah, 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 all of those words. That, that I mean, that, that would be quite grating, wouldn't it, on, on, on uh, uh, country folk? It's, yeah, but it's country folk and people. I mean, it's grating on anybody, isn't it, who gets, yeah. gets a bit of verbal. But, I mean... But then, is it, it what was what was what went on afterwards? Did the farmer just go look? Hang on a second, you know, we have a chat about it, or did they get a huff and did he get did he get sloppy with them as well? And and that's the thing. And I think you were quite right. And it was nice for you to actually turn around and say that to the. Guys. I just think we should. Think would... I just think Nigel, we should. These 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 are the you know we should be encouraging these. They're, they're, they're twelve yes. between twelve and seventeen. All right, so twelve, thirteen, four. They're kids, right? We should be. We're, yeah. we're all worried about fat kids and you know um, kids staying at home playing. Xbox all the time, and all the, these are kids that are actually going to go out camping overnight. That are going to, go, you know, totally. they're, yeah, they're yeah. showing an interest, and that is the they perfect are. place to say. By the way, you know, you're not supposed to leave litter, and you should shut that gate and uh, don't kick a cat. Yeah. Don't go in a field full of cows, you plum. That, I that's mean, the... we had, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I was going to say we, we were about probably about twenty of uh, twenty of us when we went out and did it, and I mean, we were. We were all asked to do that. But, you know, that was the whole experience. You got lost. You did walk around in a circle and then yeah. end up with the back of the way. You, you did the whole thing. But afterwards, you came away with a little bit more experience, a little bit of understanding, and actually the achievement of turning around and saying you did the six-mile, seven-mile walk. And if, you were, if you were lucky, Nigel, although not in my case, I'm guessing that on your case, you'd have got some snogs in as well. No, unfortunately, I was yeah. in an old boat. <laughs> oh, I, we had girls in mine, but they weren't. They were interested. No, unfortunately, Robert, we were uh, off. We weren't allowed. Thompson. That wasn't allowed. <laughs> no, that, that was off limits. Well, Nigel, listen. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I never got any snogs in either. Be- Becky did. I had a profound thought then about the uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme. What did it's like life? I just think you know, you know we should be encouraging these yeah. kids, and um, you do wonder: did a farmer go up to them and say, "I'm really sorry, guys"? We say, "Hey, you not!" If someone shouts out, I remember what it was. I remember what I was going to say. Public footpaths are really badly signed because mm-hmm. you, you you get if you're on a road like a road, and then there's like a it, there was signs saying "public footpath" and it points that way, but then. But then it, it's not, you know, m- marked out particularly clear. Let's so it face could it, be... most farmers would prefer you couldn't find the public footpath. Oh, they don't, they don't want, want you, you on there. They don't want you to. And you can see how you'd end up going from a public footpath walking through a field because you want to get over there. Also, and... do you remember how flipping tiring it was doing those treks? Absolutely shattering. You've never experienced anything like it in your life. I just think that whole story... A, I don't know why we're doing it because it's not really a story. And B, it's just... It's just um... I think it was to highlight this. 
it's just it's just it's just really mean spirited. I think you know they're not they're they're leaving, and I'm not in any way condoning leaving litter or uh, abuse of of uh, either humans or bovines but I don't at all. Bet, I don't think every single group is doing this, but unfortunately not. now it's become a thing, so that they when they see it, it feels like a personal attack. I just think it's just a really it's just left a bitter taste in my mouth. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Gary's on the line. Morning. Oh it, no, it's Tony. It's Tony. I, I got excited for a moment. Good morning. Morning, Tone. Bad Gary's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Go on, boss. And you should remember it because you're you're young enough to be uh, a sort of geeky guy in the uh, punk era, aren't you? Oh well, well yeah. Go on then. Gary Gilmore's eyes. What? What the hell is that? Gary Gilmore's eyes by the uh, the adverts. I don't. I don't know that one. Well, Gary Gilmore was a notorious killer in oh. America. Flip. Oh, 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 it's the Gary Gilmore. The, 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 it's all... looking through Gary Gilmore's eyes. That's the song. All roads lead to Gary Gilmore again, the uh, notorious murderer who may have murdered as many as 76 people. That's it. Well, the good ve- thing he did do. Sorry? First of all, he chose to be put to death by a firing squad, which they granted him. Wowzers. But he that, was, that, was, that was the good thing he did, was it? No, no, no. Yes. He uh, donated his corneas for transplants. And that's what the song was about. Oh, right. Flippin' heck. Aye. That is... Now, that has made me feel very, very uncomfortable. Why would they grant that request? Well, because, you know, it gave somebody sight, didn't it? It gave two people... Well, you know what happens, right? If you... A friend of mine had... I had a, a friend of a friend had a hand transplant, right? They had their right <laughs> hand put on. Yeah. And he went round um, trying to murder people... And it turned out that that hand belonged to a strangler, a man who'd strangled his wife. Talking about hands, what about from the film, you know, the one with Peter Sellers who plays that little Nazi... Uh, oh, yeah, that... Uh, he's, uh, he's trying he's, to do the salute and he's... Dr Strangelove, isn't it? Strangle him. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, Good. Gary Gilmore's eyes... Thank you very much yeah, indeed. Nineteen seventy-seven. Tony, thank you very much indeed. I would have been four then. So I think I'd rather hang on for the next lot of corners, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> We've got some some good news and bad news. I'll have the good news first. Where are you? I'm over here, touching your knee. Oh, thank you. Um, we've got some eyes for you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, have you heard of a guy called Gary Gilmore? What the the, the murderer? Yeah, they're his eyes. Um, I'll wait for the next pair. Yeah, I th- I think that's how that conversation would go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there are delays anti-clockwise between Junction 24th Potters Bar and 16 for the M40 after an accident just after Watford earlier on this morning, adding to the normal rush hour queues. On the A10 at Slow Southbound, just after Cartatch Lane where the roadworks are, causing delays back from Bullsmore Lane. And on the A41, that's very slow from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the M1, it's busy southbound through the roadworks from Junction 13 for Bedford towards Junction 11 for Dunstable. And in Yardley Gobian on Northampton Road, there's reports of an accident in both directions, affecting both directions because it's partially blocked at Yardley Road and causing delays from the lane. Smack the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. You're right. Whoever's just texted in, this is, we're onto something here. Gary Gilmore isn't the guy that killed 75 people. That's Gary Ridgway. <laughs> I'm sure my sister used to go out with Gary Ridgway. He, Gary Gilmore's another murderer. So what I'm drawing from this, and this is just early days of this hypothesis, you're more likely to be a murderer if you're called Gary. Early days needs a bit of work, but I could be onto something here. 
8.16. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway into the cause of a fire near Hitchin, which is believed to have killed one person. The Prime Minister will be in Bedfordshire this morning to announce measures to stop teenagers being radicalised. Oh, may God bless Lee Agnew. Youngsters doing their Duke of Edinburgh award are being accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow near the Buckinghamshire village of Chartridge. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're looking for your stories of finding love later in life. I've been married a long time and I'm a real sweetheart like that. From moving on to starting again, is love better second time around? And how do you meet a new partner in 2015? Never ever thought we'd meet anybody again. But you turned up on the doorstep. An adult conversation about getting together. Tell us your story. 03459 455 555. It was just fate that brought us together. Love later in life. All this week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Kinky. Very, very kinky. Um, So there's these coffins you can get, right? I'd be up for this if I was an idiot. Where is it? Oh, it's got... There we go. There we go. Have, have, listen to, have some of this. Right? Have some of this. Coffins with a screen on the lid. This, this is dangerous technology, right? Oh. Anyone who's ever presented something where there's a live Twitter stream will know this is very, very dangerous technology because it will start off nice and end up you being called a twit. I haven't done it, but I've seen people who've done that. They've hosted something and there's live Twitter going underneath and it's not checked. Coffins with a screen on the lid to show live Facebook and Twitter tributes... No. No. ...have been designed by a funeral directors in Gloucester. Stop it. Come on. You can't do that. There's a time and a place to disconnect from the net, and that is it, isn't it? The grave The grave is one of those places to go, do you know what? I don't need no Wi-Fi. I mean, what's going to happen? We have to prop it up during the funeral so people can read it. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Maybe they'll... Um, uh, uh, that. Well, maybe they have it. Well, maybe they do prop it up. We don't have the concept of the open casket over here, do we? Is they, they have it in the States. Mm. The, uh, Isn't a, it a Catholic thing, though? Um, Isn't that where it comes from? I don't know. There's a, there's a weird... As you know, I used to be obsessed with Bruce Lee, OK? Yeah. And there's a weird uh, uh, genre of film called Bruceploitation, where it's um, in the 70s, when Bruce Lee died and he was, like, making a lot of money, uh, loads of Chinese studios got loads of people who looked little tiny bit like Bruce Lee and they renamed them like Bruce Lai and Dragon <laughs> Lee and they did there's loads no. of them there's dozens of them made them and take their tops off yeah 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 had the vests on and stuff and they like uh, there's one a brilliant one Bruce Lee fights back from beyond the grave nothing to do with Bruce Lee he's not in it there's a, there's a Chinese fella in it he's got the same hair and does the same kind of smiles um, <laughs> and in nearly all of those Bruce Bloitation films they show actual footage from Bruce Lee's funeral Including the th- when he dies, thousands of people block you know block the streets in Hong Kong for the funeral procession. So they show that, and they show um, dead Bruce Lee <gasps> in his casket, oh, no. open casket, dead Bruce Lee. And generally, the plot is either Bruce Lee has faked his own death right. so he can go and solve a crime. Or Bruce Lee's been murdered, we see dead Bruce Lee, and his mate, who looks a bit like Bruce Lee, can pretend to be Bruce Lee... To avenge him. To go and avenge yep, him. Yeah, yeah. The best example of that is uh, Exit the Dragon, Enter the Tiger, which is a great, wow. it's a great film. That is actually a really good film. Uh, if you want to go and watch uh, a little bit of the old Chop Socky this afternoon, Exit the Dragon, Enter the Tiger. Good film. Have you, have you seen that, Ian? <laughs> no, I haven't seen good it. Good film. Exit the Dragon... What? Sounds like a rubbish film. He said utter rubbish. <laughs> 
Exit the Dragon, Enter the Tiger. Honestly, it's, it's a classic of a genre. What you got for us, Ian? I'm on a top-secret mission. Okay, go on. I'm delivering very expensive water. But you I'm know, you, you're not delivering those. I saw in a petrol station the other day, right? Yeah. These tiny little bottles of water, 25 millilitres of water, right, by yeah. one of the famous water companies, 25 mm. millilitres for a quid. No, we're talking probably a bottle of this is about 15 quid. Flipping it! What, is it passed through the Queen or something? What is it? Uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm delivering it to Piccadilly in central London. Ooh, but suckers, th- yeah. What it says on it, what it says on it, I'm just a bit... It Go says... On. Five letters on it. Uh oh. But I'm not sure when that ceremony takes place. What are the five letters? B A S T A. Hang on. What? D? B. B B for Bravo. B A. A S T E. Based. S. BAFTA. Oh, you got BAFTA water! Hey, this is brilliant. Right. Now, I've got a mate called Gary, and if you want, mm. he can get you some liquid LSD. What we're going to do is, I'm joking. You've got a BAFTA flipping heck. I've got, I've got the water, but, but I don't know when the BAFTA is. Is it soon? Um, let's, hang on, let's have I'm a look. I'm thinking of maybe wangling a ticket if I can speak to the right person down there. BAFTA. We'll hold their water or something. If BAFTA 2015. I, I, sh- I could text my friend Stephen Fry. I won't. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it was on February the 8th. So I think you're late. So I'm either late or I'm very early. Very, very, very early. What's that? What, yeah. what, I suppose it's water, water. Keep. What's, what's the best before date on there? Uh, I don't know because I'm driving. But, yeah, yeah, um, thank you very much. I'm hands free, by the way. I'm hands free. I'm oh. hands free. Oh, of course. I don't know. I don't know, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't get a short, a short uh, use by date on water, surely? Not, not, not on BAFTA water. So, no, just they're, 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 so when you see them drinking water or yeah. whatever on. Around the tables, I'll have been the person delivering it. Just That's think, ben- Benedict phrase. Cumberbatch could be supping on your uh, your water that you've delivered. That's exciting, isn't it? It is very exciting. Stephen Fry, yeah. Stephen yeah. Fry. Stephen Fry gets thirsty. Thank you, Ian. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now. It's uh, the big story of the day. Uh, villager, villagers in Buckinghamshire say their countryside is being destroyed by kids doing the Duke of Edinburgh Award. So much so, they're planning to write to the Duke himself. I don't get that bit. They they, those, they were intelligent people that um, I spoke to. They know the Duke's not going to get involved. I don't understand this story at all. According to Chartridge Parish Council, the way some of the participants behave is a disgrace and they're responsible for trespassing, spoiling crops, littering and even kicking a cow, although it turns out that was in self-defence. Christian Scott is South East Director of the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme. Christian, you're, uh, you're the people doing the Duke of uh, Edinburgh are a bunch of thugs. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. morning. Yes, it's been very interesting hearing your callers. Can I just, before I start, can I congratulate you on being a bronze holder? Yes! That you you um, join an elite group of young people. Well, not not as elite as those those um, SWATs that got to silver and gold. I, I must admit, I kind of I did it and went. Uh, do you know what? I don't like sleeping outside, Christian. I don't like camping. I hate camping. And then I, I did it, and there was camping. It's like I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed as far as you went, anyway. I, but, I, I, I had some. I didn't enjoy the camping or the canoeing, but I did. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to say I have a, a, a bronze award. Good. Well, congratulations. What do you, how do you respond to, to people like this, 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 these farmers and stuff who are saying that the, the Duke of Edinburgh's award people? I, I'm finding this very hard to believe, if I'm honest, Christian. Cards on the table. But what, what's your response to these accusations? Well, 
To be honest, we're finding it hard to believe as well. We would take any accusations very seriously, and wherever we get information, we will follow it up. But the problem, as you've highlighted, I think, this morning, is we're getting very sort of broad-brush accusations. I mean, this last one of kicking a cow is classic, really. But I, earlier on in the week, was having to deal with the claim that young people had sort of wantonly thrown a piece of wood onto a field so that it would damage a combine harvester. Well, as you've said, you know, we're really talking about 14, 15-year-olds. They wouldn't be older than that because that's not suitable country to do your gold in and certainly probably not even your silver. And um, yes, it is a challenge. Yes, a lot of these young people haven't been out into the countryside before, and that's all part of the fun of it and part of their personal development. But we, we take any accusations very seriously because we insist that they're trained properly before they go out. And that interested to hear Nigel earlier saying he hadn't got much training because actually um, most of the groups I come into contact with do a full sort of academic year's training and I feel quite sorry for them oh. sometimes how much training they do do. Well, I, I didn't like that. That was a change. I didn't have much training. We went to um, uh, Mr Gilmore's house. He was the geography teacher. He was also in charge of the DV. And um, I remember we sat in his dining room while, I remember it so vividly, while we were marking out our route on the map with uh, compasses and bits of string. He was watching um, the the last waltz, the band documentary in the next room. I remember it vividly because I wanted to go and watch that. We didn't have much training, but that was that was twenty five years ago, twenty six years ago. So I'm assuming things have changed since then. Well, they must have done, I'm afraid, because there's certainly we've got all these frameworks now. So participants have a training scheme they're meant to follow. Even the adults who are supervising them go through training as well. And then um, when they're on expedition, we have these external assessors who have to be accredited themselves. And on top of that, we in the different regional teams go out and... um, do random sort of expedition audits. So we're trying to do as much as we can um, to sort of combat any problems with local landowners. But I suppose the thing is as well, Christian, that, and, and, you know, I, I do take a lot of what has been said by the other side with a pinch of salt, but let me just, you know, come down on their side for a second, to be fair. Uh, 14, 15-year-old um, young people can be little so-and-sos. They, you know, you, you can get one bad apple, you can have a whole group of bad apples, and um, it, it, it's not... It's not beyond the bounds of belief to, to, to think that there might be a few troublemakers scattered amongst the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme that might give a bit of lip to a farmer, that might, you know, kick a cow. You, you know, it, they, 14, 15-year-olds can be hard work. Yes. <laughs> yes, they can. But they can be great fun as well. And uh, one of the pleasures I have of my job is going and hearing these young people once they've done their award and the pride they get from it and the experience. Um, I was at a slough in school the other evening. um, Sorry, a school in slough the other evening. And, you know, those um, kids don't get out into the countryside very often at all. And they actually love their experiences. And the older ones were egging the younger ones on to go through silver to gold, you know, and it's wonderful to see them taking on these new challenges. I did this whole story... Sorry, Chris, I just say this whole story does stink a little bit of um, we don't want kids round here doing stuff, you know, and it's just come on. We we are supposed to be encouraging young people to to get out and, and do and do stuff and live and not just play video games and, you know, smoke tabs. 
Sure, exactly. And and that's why I've said, uh, you know, I would like to meet uh, Peter Brown and his other councillors and, and talk through what we can do to help them. It's difficult because um, they're not all D of E either. I'm afraid one of the things we suffer from is everybody who's walking in the countryside, if they do something wrong, oh, they must be D of E. You know, and I've had some very broad accusations in the past. Um, there are a lot of scouts geography field trips, there's a whole movement around um, uh, outside the classroom learning. And we're just part of that. We're proud of being part of that, but we're not all the um, issues as well. So, so if I we, do hope we can sort this. Christian, if we, we'll, we'll give you Peter Brown. He's the chairman of Chartridge Parish Council. We'll give you his phone number. Um, yeah. And then maybe I don't know. Maybe in a couple of days we can get you both on to the, everyone shook hands and that you know that he's happy and you feel that you're being represented properly. I mean, would, would that be okay? Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly Brilliant. we can do that. Stay and the other thing, actually, can I just say? Um, <laughs> you say about the Duke, and, and the Duke wouldn't be interested. He actually is very much. Oh, I know. He, I know he's he's very hands on, and he often he sometimes pops up and hands out the awards himself. But he, he's not going to yeah. reply to a letter, is he? <laughs> That's unlikely. <laughs> Let's put it to the test. I mean, I have seen him reply to um, queries before, I must say, because he's still very much involved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's uh, hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Christian, stay on the line. We're going to give you that councillor's details, and you two can have a little chitty chat. And let's um, let's get the farmers and the the people from the village happy. Let's make sure that the uh, the Duke of Edinburgh reward scheme is represented properly, and and and, you know, let, let there be peace in the valley. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the A40 into London, all the way from the M25 through the Denham roundabout and through to Gypsy Corner in Acton. The usual morning queues made worse by an accident to the Greenford flyover earlier on. On the M25, it's really slow anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40 because of an accident earlier on just after Junction 19 for Watford, making it even busier. And on the A1M southbound, it's very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. It's also slow on the M1 southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford towards 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks and in Hockcliffe on the A5 it's slow approaching Woburn Road and Northampton Road in Yardley Gobian is closed in both blocked in both directions by an accident at Yardley Road which is causing delays from from Grafton Regis. On the train departure bridge though um, there are 20 minute delays for East Midlands trains between Bedford and St Pancras International. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, one person is still missing after a fire near Hitchin. The blaze spread through two farm cottages between Preston and Charlton yesterday morning. Two adults and two children were rescued. The Prime Minister is announcing new counter-terrorism strategy in Bedfordshire this morning. Parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. A woman who's about to give birth has gone missing from High Wycombe. 25-year-old Ella Pecco is 35 weeks pregnant, was last seen in the town centre on Friday. And villagers of Chartridge in Buckinghamshire say they've had enough of young people spoiling the countryside while taking part in the Duke of Edinburgh Award. They're being accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow. The weather will be cloudy this morning with the odd spot of rain turning brighter with some sunshine this afternoon. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland suffered an agonising last-minute defeat to exit the Rugby World Cup at the hands of Australia. The referee incorrectly awarded the Wallabies a late penalty and sprinted off the field without shaking the players' hands at the end of the match. Here's captain Greg Laidlaw. It's tough to take, especially in that manner, to, to lose it at the death and put so much into the game. Um, you know, we played for 80 minutes and... Yeah, you know, I was just gutted. Uh, we got to lose and, and, and to lose in that manner as well. Ireland are out of the tournament after being thrashed 43-20 by Argentina, who scored four tries at the Millennium Stadium. But Ireland's Rob Kearney doesn't think they need to make big changes to their team or tactics. No, I don't think so. Listen, we haven't become a bad team overnight. Injuries hurt us a little bit in the last week, but we won't use that as an, as an excuse. If, we, if the start had been very different, you know, the outcome could have been different. On to football and Jorginho Wijnaldum was the hero as Newcastle earned their first win of the Premier League season, beating Norwich 6-2 at St James's Park. Now to Wijnaldum for Newcastle. Weaves in field and smashes in a goal! Oh, he's got four! Watford were beaten 3-0 at Vicarage Road by Arsenal, but the MK Dons won 3-0 against Blackburn in League One. It was a 2-1 defeat for Luton against Crawley in League Two, despite taking the lead, and Stevenage beat Wickham 2-1. And finally in cycling, Wellens' Laura Trott won the Omnium on the final day of the European Track Cycling Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's, blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine, cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine Accusations that the story of uh, children kicking a cow The accusations that we are milking this story As my sister did that from New Zealand from New- Oh, way! Hang on, whoa! It's Kanicki, hang on It's all gone Kanicki, hang on It's all gone knicky there. I don't quite know what was going on. Let's go to uh, Anne. Morning, Anne. Good morning. What have you got for us? Yes, uh, these youngsters in Charteridge. I just admire youngsters from the inner city who go on the Duke of Edinburgh's award scheme. Good luck to them. Could the um, organisers please just explain the countryside to them and then say to them, you're going to walk around 
on the footpaths on farmers' fields. If you see any litter, please could you pick it up? If you see anything dangerous, could you report it? Then the youngsters will feel they own the situation a bit and they're not just being condemned. I bet that the majority of, of the, the young people doing this do do that, though. What? No, if they see what? litter lying around, pick it up. Right. Well, I, I suspect... You know, that... sort of take... You know, be, be a champion of the countryside and don't condemn them because I don't think the majority of them do drop litter. No, I don't, I don't think the majority of them do drop litter either. I, this story just leaves a, a, a slightly bitter taste in yeah. my mouth of, of spite. And just say... You know, thank you very much for what you already do. We really appreciate it. Uh, and it's an excellent idea. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Aren't we? I don't think the majority of young people do do this. And this is the problem I have with this story. I think it's one or two bad apples. And let's be honest, we've all come across a farmer who's got a bit of a temper, haven't we? And those public foot, the footpaths and the right of way, they're not clearly delineated just so you get thank you very much indeed couldn't think of that word 40 minutes ago when i tried to but um, they're not that obvious there's there's public footpaths near me right and i don't know i know where it starts because there's an arrow points that but then well then where does it go i mean where does it go really eloise is on the line morning eloise 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 is not on the line goodbye eloise She done gone, isn't it? She done gone. So um, there's a story I've, I've found in the uh, the Sun, which I've labelled. Um, well, I've labelled. I, I make notes. Okay, I write down the newspaper, the page, and just a little two-word description of the story. I've labelled this one: Buddhist twits. Kinda. Have you seen these Buddha guys? Have you seen the Buddha guys? Which particular Buddha guys? The, the twitty ones. <laughs> no, tell me. What they've makes got, them twitty? They've got a hole in their mouth that's oh, not yeah, their I've mouth. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Right, so it's a hole in the side of their face, right? And what they're doing is um, they shove th- things... <clears throat> they shove things through the hole in their cheeks. Now, this is supposed to be in celebration of being a vegetarian. So leave your meat alone, your cheek Hello, meat. And I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say this carefully. This, it, it, well, it's, it's based in the place in uh, Thailand that sounds like a swear word. Yeah. Fuhei. But, so when they're shoving through, though, it's not like they're shoving through the Greggs or something and going, oh, I can do this. <laughs> one, of them's got, one of them's got a machine gun shoved through his hole. The other one's got a, uh, the handle of a child's tricycle. What? Shoved through. Let me see. He's got, he's she got, won't want that back. He's got a trike shoved through his face. That's just showing off, isn't it? A Buddhist devotee is impaled by the handlebar of a child's tricycle during a bizarre ritual in Thailand. Another pierced his face with the muzzle of an assault rifle in an attempt to purify themselves. Oh, people funny. People are stupid, and I know that technically Buddhism isn't a religion, so I can't, you know... But, it's a philosophy, isn't it? Well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's an excuse to watch monkey magic, isn't it? Eloise is back! Hello! Good morning, Eloise! What you got for us? Um, I was just calling in about the Duke of Edinburgh story. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, I'm doing my gold Duke of Edinburgh at the moment. Okay. So I've already done my silver and bronze. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that um, the training now is a lot better 
And um, anybody that does their bronze shoot of Edinburgh would know that they shouldn't like litter, they shouldn't walk on private property, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that the accusations that um, the farmer's probably making, uh, he probably thinks it's Duke of Edinburgh students, but they're probably not. Oh, we, there's, his, that was, thank you. There's, there's um, uh, the questioning 101, Eloise. I didn't ask him. How do you know they're Duke of Edinburgh? Because it's a scout camp, isn't it? A scout-run camp. Right. And all sorts of people um, camp there. Yeah, all sorts of people camp there, including, you know... I don't know, maybe druggies or something. No, not druggies. But, you know, any, anyone could camp there, can't they? It doesn't have to be Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, like loads of Duke of Edinburgh campsites are open to the public as well. But also, Eloise, also, 14, 15-year-old lads... Yeah. They can be little, you know, they can be... They can be they, naughty. They can be, but normally the type of student that takes part in the Duke of Edinburgh aren't like that. Well, I remember my bronze and everybody was just more terrified of not getting their bronze than breaking the like well, the country code. I, I suspect you, um, you you were hanging out with some good guys. Did you was... find though that with the bronze you got a lot of people who thought it would be a laugh and then they get weeded out as it goes further on so you go to your silver and they're a bit more serious and then gold it's really just you know the, swats. the swats and the squares yeah, and I can say this because I did it. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but at the same time, you kind of still want to do well on your bronze because you're like, it's the easiest one. I can't fail at the easiest one. So you're doing gold now, Eloise? Yes. What, what have you got to do for gold these days? Um, you have to go on a five-day hike. Oh, Are you doing it. Snowden? No, I'm doing Dartmoor. Oh, flipping it. Gosh, I mean, there's werewolves out and there. And you camp for four nights, and two of those nights are wild camping. So you just camp on, like, Stay. by yourself in the middle of nowhere, stick kind of thing. Stick to the paths, Eloise. Stick to the paths. That's my only advice. Oh, okay. Is it 50 miles you've got to do still? I'm, I'm not sure how far it is, actually. We haven't planned our actual routes for the actual expedition yet. Oh, Pop question. There's a herd of cows coming towards you. You're, you're in a field. What are you going to do in self-defence? Um, stand really still? <laughs> no, the, the, you, you, um, you, you I'm punch... I'm not going to kick a cow, that's mean. <sighs> kick, a, kick a cow? No, that's mean. The cow is coming towards you. It's you or the cow? Run the other direction? You can't, you can't. There's, um, like a haunted forest behind you. Um, okay, then maybe, maybe, maybe I would have to use some self-defense. You've just failed know. your gold Duke of Edinburgh. That was a trick question. I'm rip, r- ripping off my mask. I'm actually the Duke of Edinburgh, and um, you've got to be on your guard 24-7. You should never kick a cow. That's just me, Eloise. You failed. Okay, Philip. Okay, Philip. Thank you very much indeed. There we go, you see. That's it. Good luck, Eloise. Best of luck with that. What would you do if a cow was coming towards you? I would. I mean, if you can't run, this and this is what happens: is people run from cows mm. and they fall over in the in the mud. They slip in the mud. And, and also, so that's get, a come on. If you run away from an animal, it's a whoa. Yeah, right, if you let's, fall over, let's go. You, you, your bottom is up in the air. That is that is animal <laughs> animal magic. Literally, you're casting animal spells. But it is that's how people die. They they trip over in the mud and then the the, the, the herd stampedes over them. And it happens. It happens a lot. David Blunkett. He was lucky to escape with his life. Did, wasn't he, he kicked a cow, didn't he? I don't know if he. Oh, he got it, away. His um, blind dog got um, trampled by cows, didn't he? Didn't there was he? A, there was an incident. Let me find the there details. There was a blanket bovine balls up. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. A bovine bundle. It happened. Honestly, that, yeah, a, a, a blanket. He was out walking with his guide dog, and there was like a stampede, and he nearly got killed. Yeah, he did. Didn't he? David Blunkett trampled by cows. Yeah. Injured protecting guide dog Sadie from, trample, uh, from a herd of marauding cows. Broken rib. 
Happened in Derbyshire. No, gentlemen. That Victoria Derbyshire, what she, what she won't do to get a story. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Oh, here we go, look. Look at Paul in Harpenden. This is what's wrong with this country. Ian, talking about footpaths not being clearly defined, the best thing to do is take a map or look at your phone on MapUp. MapUp. Which will tell you where you are. Come on, Ian, you are a bronzy. Right, well, we didn't have mobile phones in my day. If you're going out camping for five days, you won't be taking them. You probably can't take a mobile phone on your Duke of Edinburgh's. And I'm not going to take a map when I go and walk the dog, for crying out loud. All I'm saying is, I just want to know... I was just a boy with a sister come dancing in only natural... Oh, we're late for the travel. Sorry, I don't apologise. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the A40 into London from the M40 then on a roundabout past the M25 towards Acton and Gypsy Corner because of an accident earlier at the Greenford flyover and it's also adding to the normal rush hour queues. On the M25 it's very slow anti-clockwise from junction 22% Albans to 16 for the M40 after an accident happened earlier on at junction 19 for Watford and the M1 is slow southbound past junction 9 for Redbourne. In Hitch, just south of Hitchin in Preston, Charlton Road's closed by Holes Farm because of a fire there and that means that traffic's been diverted between Preston Village and Charlton. And in Yardley Gobian on Northampton Road, that's closed in both directions at Yardley Road because of an accident. On the trains, East Midlands trains and Thameslink services have 20-minute delays between Bedford and St Pancras International. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. We've got a text telling us exactly what to do. If a herd of cows is stampeding towards you, we'll give that information out soon. Let's just hope there's nobody listening in a field somewhere on a tranny with a load of cows going, Quick, tell us now! Quick, quick! What's the answer? Um, 8.46, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway into the cause of a fire near Hitchin, which is believed to have killed one person. Prime Minister will be in Bedfordshire this morning to announce measures to stop teenagers being radicalised. And youngsters doing their Duke of Edinburgh award are accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow near Buckinghamshire village of Chartridge. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather cloudy start to the new working week. One or two spots of rain around as well, uh, but they hopefully will start to clear up to a certain extent and they should dry out. And eventually this afternoon we should see the cloud thin and break, particularly further north you are. We could see a bit of sunshine later on today. Temperatures like to reach around 14 Celsius in the sunshine. It's not actually going to feel too bad at all. Overnight tonight, some lengthy clear spells developing towards dawn. That will allow the temperature to drop down into single figures. So quite a chilly night, 6 Celsius the minimum and a chilly start tomorrow but the clearer skies tonight mean we will get a brighter start tomorrow morning more sunshine throughout the day on the whole and a maximum temperature of 15 celsius and that's your forecast thank you very much every weekday from three it's not just about what we bring you starting off on the m25 it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise it's also about what you bring us in the end i could only eat off my ironing board your stories every room in the house was just 
What's climbing over mountains of rubbish? Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy. So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So if a cow is coming towards you, this is according to Janet. I've not tested this. I will go and test it later on with one of my children. If a cow is coming towards you, you wave both your arms from side to side at them. This does work. I've seen it, says Janet. But if it's a herd, um, then... Because then, then it's different. Oh, I'm talking about flipping cows. Well, Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, Ian. You all right? Ah, uh, Yeah, I'm all right. What you got for us? Uh, two things. I saw you on Saturday, first of all, and I thought you were really good. You sound surprised. Uh, well, I think you admit to yourself from the first pitch you pull up, I think you've aged well, but that's not what I phoned up about. <laughs> I've, I've aged all right. I'm, I'm 63. You wouldn't believe it, would you? We might do, actually. No, you're doing well. Thank you, Bob. Right, well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Right, on, on Friday at work, I've come up with an, a, a, a solution. It's two birds in one stone, actually. Oh, where, yeah. where Greece are in this position where they own all this money... Yeah, they owe it. Where, the, where, they, where they owe this money, where yeah. they've sort of gone bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah, well... If if all the if all the Euro leaders sat round a table and they they said to they said to Greece right you owe us all this money what we'll do is we'll scrap that loan yeah but they accept all the refugees I... if you, if you, if yeah. you actually put, if you if you think if you put the numbers on paper if they owe if they own uh, seven billion yeah it's going to end up costing more money to each country to sort of take them all. But they, but hang on a minute. But out, but then they're going to get in debt again with all those refugees. Why why should no, no. why should Greece have to have them all? No, I'm just saying that. If, imagine if imagine if um, UK was in the same position as Greece, where we no. were sort of literally bankrupt. Yeah. And they put out a referendum saying, right, well, they're going to scrap the they're going to scrap the loans. So we're, so we're back to zero. We don't owe anyone any money. Yeah. And it's it's not forever. It's a, it's a planned thing, just five years. So in five years' time. Hopefully we've got rid of ISIS and then the people can actually go back home where they say they want to go back home anyway. Here's the thing I don't understand about world finances, Mark, and you sound like an intelligent man who thinks things through, so maybe you can help me, right? Every country in the world owes millions, billions to every other country, right? Every country owes money to other countries, okay? So why don't we just say we're resetting the clock? Every we owe we owe money to countries. Every bit of money that's owed from every other country, we're going to reset the clock. Nobody owes anybody anything, and we start again. Why can't we do that? I think that well, I think that boils down to the, there's people obviously in the world who are making a lot of money out of that, aren't they? Well, exactly, exactly. You say, but why don't, why don't we uh, why don't we all um, um, uh, make flags and uh, get those people out of those um, high pay positions and just say, right, Africa, you owe us like billions of dollars. Forget it; it's written off. China, we owe you billions of dollars. Any chance we could write that off? Excellent, fantastic. Um, uh, uh, Europe, we owe you a bit of money. Can we can we just call it quits and the money that you owe us, we owe you. We, we just forget it. Ameri- we, if we every country did that, nobody'd be in debt. I'm going to say it. We'd all be quite wealthy, wouldn't we? 
Well, we should be, yeah. The amount of money that I suppose we do have to pay in taxes and stuff. Well, hang on a second. Thank you, Mark. That makes perfect sense to me, Catherine. Perfect sense. Doesn't it? You get rid of... We get rid of the debts that we owe people. Let me go to Kelly Betts. She's an intelligent woman. Not here for much longer. Let's let's get our money's worth. So we, Africa owes us billions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. OK, we'd have to convert it into pounds anyway, just to confuse things. Yep. Let's just write that off and say, Africa, you don't owe us anything. Right. We owe China billions. OK. We send China a letter saying, yeah. all right, geez, is it all right if we just scrap the debt? They say, yeah, fine. Right. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. See? Catherine's pulling the face if to say, work. Why don't Africa pay China and cut us out? Africa can't pay anyone. The, Some places in Africa can. We're never... Yeah, the um, blooming um, dictators in their mansions made of gold. They've got golden toilet paper mm. to wipe their backsides with. Well, it's going to smart it deserves to. Um, we're never going to get the money from Africa. And let's be honest, we ain't going to give the money to China. Shh, I didn't say that. Uh, so we might as well just write it all off. Isn't that, that the way world economies work? Sorry? Well, then we owe them, so we start giving them beneficial <sighs> trade deals, all that kind of well, stuff. Well, no, but if we just scrap everything, just scrap Then we it. don't have to talk to anybody ever again. Well, wait, no, you, why are you being racist? I'm not. Just saying. Feels it. Why am I being racist? I don't know, Catherine. That's a question you need to ask yourself. Turn the microphone off, so I got the last word in there. Uh-oh. This is awkward. Why am I being racist? Sorry? I don't know, Catherine. That's a question you need to ask yourself. Turn my mic off so I got the last word. So, you're going to stick... I'm not turning your microphone on. I could just shout louder. Go through your microphone. No, you can't because I'm turning mine off. (laughs) Go away. Stop calling me a racist. I'm not calling you a racist, but why are you being racist? Yeah, I totally beat her there, Kelly. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. Nice one. Great to have you back, Kath. Sorry, oh. no, I was talking to Ian. <laughs> Dailies on that oh. fade of three. Boss. Good morning, boss. Things are getting tense in there. Very, very tense, and that's the way I like it. We said a text here. Is Kelly really going? Why, where, ah, man, gutted, love her voice. Punctuation would have helped that text. She's leaving. It's a Kelly fan, though. (laughs) She's leaving at the end of the month. Absolutely true story. She is going to um, uh, be uh, one of the... Well, she's working in the catering department at BBC Coventry and Warwickshire, which Mm -hmm. basically means she's in the canteen dishing out the slops to the uh, Mm. talent that works there. She gets her own tabard, so silver lining. Gets her own tabard, which is There will be a tribute package from the streets to come in the next two weeks. There will be that from you, and that's. I'm looking forward to that. And I've also asked Kelly to make her own... Oh, we must remember, tomorrow we'll do that. If you want to call in with a tribute to Kelly Betts, um, it delivered in the past tense, then we'll record that and, and, and Kelly will, will make her own package because I, I really haven't got the time to... Uh, <laughs> I haven't got the time, Justin. Do you know what I mean? I'm busy, uh, busy guy, yeah, busy guy. Busy guy, yeah. Uh, Gary's, who are your yes. favourite Gary's? Mm. Well, the thing is, this morning, you, you spoke about this in the first hour, about you know some famous Gary's like Gary Newman, Gary yep. Barlow. Yep. I tried to make this real, OK? Yeah. I've been on the streets this morning looking for Gary's, OK? And, no, no, it's fine. There's, and, not uh, that, there's not that many out there. That's the well, thing. They took 2013, out of the 700... 100,000 babies born, only 28 were called Gary's. That's like 15% or something. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's hurt me. The name could be extinct very soon. So we're looking for Gary's. And also, I've been looking for people to, to put forward a fantastic Gary in their life. Yeah. Okay. Here's what the streets had to say this morning. So you know Gary. What's his name? Gary Hobbs. Gary Hobbs, yeah? Yeah. Is he a special Gary? Uh, not really, no. Oh. Well, we're celebrating Gary's. He's your mate. 
You don't sound like much of a mate to me. <laughs> We're celebrating Gary's. What's your name? Uh, Chris. Chris, which Gary would you like to put forward? Uh, Gary Penning. He's my old boss. He's a great bloke. Yeah, well, what's yeah. so special about Gary Penning? Uh, his charisma, I suppose, infectious laughter. Uh, generosity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great right. Gary. He's, he's, one of the, he's the best Gary I know. Oh, here we have a, a Gary. Gary, what's your surname? Bourne. Gary Bourne, you are special. Your name very soon could be extinct. How does that make you feel as a Gary? Uh, quite pleased. It's a stupid name. It's a quality name. It's manly, it rolls off the tongue. It's everything you'd want from a name. Uh, no, I don't agree. No? No. I'd never call my child Gary. Madam, the name could be extinct very soon. Uh, which Gary would you like to put forward? No, not no. I've heard of it. You've heard of the name Gary? I've heard of the name Gary mentioned many a time. But you don't know a Gary? No. What does the name Gary mean to you? Nothing. Gary, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. The name Gary could be extinct very soon. What do you think about that, Gary? Don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah, no. Your name could be extinct very soon. You should have a big opinion on that. <laughs> no more Garys. No more vibes. There'll be more Garys eventually. No, no, no. The Not name's Gary. dying out. Okay, Gary, just lastly, before you go back to work, what would you say to anybody out there who's about to have a child? Would you recommend the name Gary? Yeah. Short, sweet and simple. Powerful bit of radio there, Justin. Well, the thing is, yeah, people and their memories of Gary's yep. and, uh, you know, Gary's that they know and love. And I was a little bit upset, actually, talking to somebody called Gary who says it's a horrible name. That hurt me. Hurt me badly. And, guys, I'm being double clever here. Because I'm playing... Um, do you recognise this music? It's Coldplay, isn't it? Oh, for crying Oh, no, out. no, it's Snow Patrol. It's Snow Patrol, of course. And can you name one member of Snow Patrol? Gary. Those gentlemen, Mr Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Speaking of Gary's, you right, Gary? Yeah. You're, you're a dying breed. Well, it's been said many a time. Okay. You, you must... Um, it, go on. Spit it out. It, 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 is, is, is my name dying out? No, your name is Gary, but it is yeah. dying out. Ah, right. And okay. he's just been doing a whole Gary special on the streets. He's just it's done it. He, he's just done it, Gary. He you just did it, it didn't you, Dealey? That was it. Yeah, that, that was the Gary package, yeah. That was it, Gary. Right. Do you know what you're doing, Gary? You're giving yeah. Gary's a bad name. I mean, they've got a bad name already. They're called Gary. <laughs> you're giving them a double bad name, like a literal bad name and a metaphorical bad name. How does that make you feel? Brilliant. Anything the you world. want to say to the boys and girls? Keep Gary in the world. Just, just keep, keep calling your kids Gary. It's a great name. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and 21A for the M1 South. It's also busy on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage and it's slow on the M1 from Junction 13 for Bedford to 11 for Dunstable. On Northampton Road in Yardley Gobian, that's been partially blocked in both directions by an accident at the junction for Yardley Road and that's causing a delay back from Grafton Regis. In High Wycombe, it's very busy at the moment on the A40, yet slow in both directions. And on the trains, East Midlands and Thameslink have 20-minute delays between 
Bedford and St Pancras International. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Tomorrow, of course, uh, we are celebrating the magic of Barry's. <laughs> it's a Barry special. That's it, that's your lot. Don't forget, you can uh, go to uh, the BBC iPlayer and you can listen to the show What Me and Kath Done on uh, Saturday. If you go in and you type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, it pops up. Literally, I've got no idea what happened. It was a phone-in show with no phone-in topics. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Dealey. Thank you, Betch. Thank you, Grumpy Jamie. Thank you, Catherine Boyle. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, should preschool be compulsory for all three-year-olds? A Conservative think tank says parents should be denied child benefit if they don't send their children to preschool. Bright Blue argues children who stay at home may not develop the necessary skills to do well at primary school. And we need penalties to force parents to take advantage of free schooling. Ryan Shorthouse, who speaks for the pressure group, says the poorest families and people from ethnic minorities are least likely to take up preschool places and this may be holding their children back. Well, I want to hear your view on this this morning. Should preschool be compulsory for all three-year-olds? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your calls on that in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Lee Agnew. One person is still missing following a fire near Hitchin. The blaze destroyed two homes between Preston and Charlton. Barry Caffrey reports. The fire took hold in the cottages at Offley Holes at around six o'clock yesterday morning. Eight fire crews were called to the scene and two adults and two children were rescued. But one person is still missing and it's believed they may have died. An investigation into the cause of the fire is being carried out. Parents are to be given more scope to ask for their children's passports to be cancelled if they fear they're at risk of radicalisation. It's part of a new counter-terrorism strategy being announced by the Prime Minister in Bedfordshire this morning. Our correspondent Daniel Sanford says convicted terrorists will be treated in the same way as paedophiles. Sex offenders, their offences are then recorded by the Disclosure and Barring Service and anyone wanting to employ them to work with children has to check the Disclosure and Barring Service whether or not they have convictions for sexual offences and that is going to be extended to people who have convictions for terrorism so basically anyone using people uh, even as volunteers to work with children will have to check with the disclosure and barring service that they haven't got convictions for terrorism. The RMT union is raising concern about changes to the way track safety is monitored 15 years on from the Hatfield rail disaster. Four passengers died and 70 were injured when a train derailed south of Hatfield. Assistant General Secretary Mick Lynch says the system is too complicated. Well, the chaos is that there's all sorts of electronic permits that are not working properly. People, One person's opening a permit that belongs to another person. There's all sorts of IT uh, log jams and we're simply asking the company to take the system offline so that we can correct it and get a system that we can all be confident in. 
A woman who's about to give birth has gone missing from High Wycombe. 25-year-old Ella Pecco is 35 weeks pregnant, was last seen in the town centre on Friday. Youngsters doing their Duke of Edinburgh award are being accused of spoiling crops, littering and kicking a cow in Buckinghamshire. Chartridge Parish Council says the way some of them are behaving is a disgrace. Director of the award in the South East, Christian Scott, says they might not necessarily be to blame. Everybody who's walking in the countryside, if they do something wrong, oh, 